0: Hey, this is Chuck Dixon, and you're listening to Signal of Doom. <laughs>
1: well, you know, for me, the action is the
0: juice. I'm in. Hey, gang, Dave here. Quick jump shots at the start of the show. A bit of news broke uh, after Rich and I uh, finished recording last night, and two big items which I wanted to put into the news. Firstly, Disney are committed to producing a follow-up series to the X-Men animated series from the 90s, apparently featuring the same voice actors and showrunners. Now, obviously this is all it's reported as moving ahead. Uh, it seems to indicate Disney are doing so. Uh, obviously the 90s... Um, animated x-men animated series is beloved uh, i'd say as beloved as a spider-man animated series from the 90s which i desperately want to get on blu-ray um but yeah that's the first piece of news and i know rich um rich actually uh, made me aware of that it broke early this morning the second piece of news is we have an official announcement on the predator uh movie prey which is going to be set in the world of the comanche nation 300 years ago so native americans Uh, versus the Predator. Uh, The original film is going to be directed by Dan Traschenberg, who also directed uh, episodes of The Boys and 10 Cloverfield Lane, which is a good movie, and produced by John Myers, only on Hulu in 2022, which we did know this was happening, but this is official confirmation now. Pretty exciting um, to have the Predators up against Native Americans from back in the day, and I think that would be an absolutely epic adventure if a Predator, for example, crash-landed in the Comanche Nation and um, it should start a popping off. All right, uh, on with the show. Thank you.
1: I want to tell you about Texas Radio and the Big B. It
2: comes out of the Virginia swamps, cool and slow, with plenty of precision.
1: The back keep narrow and hard to master Some call it heavenly in its brilliance Others mean and rueful of the western dream I love the
2: friends I have gathered together in this thin raft We have constructed pyramids
0: in honor of our escaping This is the land where the pharaoh died Hello and welcome to Signal of Doom. It's episode 241. I'm Dave and I'm here with Rich. Rich, how are you going?
1: Not too bad, Dave. Not too bad. Yourself? I'm
0: fantastic. I'm a little bit zoned out because last night was a huge win by the Australian cricket team in the World Cup coming against the odds, coming back from the dead and winning with an overspare against a dangerous Pakistan outfit. Um, I was up. It was about 5am when it finished, Rich, and I was fried Intense. I, I was posting. I, I said best Australian win in twenty years. Um, it meant a lot. This well, that's really. one of the
1: that's one of the benefits of working from home these days.
0: Well, yeah. I had today off, um, so I I had a leave day today. So, which was by coincidence, really. That was more to do with the release of the GTA trilogy. Um, oh, and but ironically, this match fell. It started at one a.m. Australian time, and it finished right a bit before five. And uh, I went to bed, obviously, afterwards, had a big sleep, got up, played some GTA, had to have another nap, then got up, a couple of coffees, shoveled down like half a pizza, and then the show. So it's been a staggered innings from me, but I've never been more proud of the boys. I want to say, well done, uh, Australian cricket team, and let's take this final and win the World Cup and uh, assert our dominance back again in world cricket as a force <laughs> to be reckon with. <laughs> Um, yeah, I mean, uh, you can imagine how happy I was, which I was living and dying at every ball last night, man. You know what I'm saying?
1: Yes. I I like my old, my age old joke. When I say I only support two teams, South Africa and whoever plays against Australia. Oh,
0: really, Rich? that's terrible, man. (laughs) That is shocking, shocking to hear. But, but you know what? Well, South Africa, aren't they rich? I'm afraid to say
1: they're history. Well, I have all the other teams, so it's fine.
0: Yeah. Well, so, you know, and as this goes to air, um, and this will be released uh, before the final, which will be Australia and New Zealand. I know this is fascinating for US listeners. And I want to do a shout-out for... uh, We've got a lot of listeners recently. Uh, There's been an uptick in listeners in Ghana, actually, Rich, um, which I believe is in Africa. And um, all I can say is we've hit the Ghana charts in a big way over the last week. So, I mean... You know, right. p- peace and love to all the nations of the world. Um, obviously, I've always said our numbers in Mongolia are always strong. Um, Ghana, obviously UK, US, but, you know, it's it's a real, like, you know, uh, global phenomenon now for Signal of Doom. And, I mean, I, I want to say an apology to Marie, Michelle's mum. She listens to the show and she said there was a lot of swearing from me last episode, and I said, sorry, Marie, um, obviously deeply apologetic there, but that is pretty standard for me. And from memory last week, wasn't I really tired? Um Yeah. And I, and I tend yes. to get a little this I just care a little less when I'm when I'm that I, I, I just
1: get a, I just get a bit sweary on the show because I work in retail so I have to Yeah, yeah I have yeah. to button that shit up every day where I gotta be so polite and yeah and eloquent and all that sort of stuff and all that like uh that I, I use the show just to to vent a little bit, which is nice.
0: I I mean I just I just go hard at the ball. Like I, I there's no real excuse from me. I mean, I just say what I want when I want. The you know, zero, zero I mean, there is an apology to Marie, obviously, Michelle's mum, but outside of Marie, there's no apology. Um, but yeah, so it's been a really, I mean, a fantastic 24 hours, really. Uh, in terms of uh, personal life, uh, obviously highly connected. to the Australian good team results, and um, I do want to say something, Rich, that I've been watching this week, just like from last show to today I fell deeply back into my carpenter's wormhole, um rabbit hole, whatever you call it. I love the Carpenters.
1: And yeah, who doesn't?
0: Yeah, I mean they're just beautiful. The beautiful songs. Um, you know, sad story but beautiful songs. And then I, I just I couldn't stop listening. I actually heard the Sonic Youth cover of Superstar, which is a very good cover. And then that made me go mm-hmm. back and listen to the originals again, which I hadn't listened to in like say six months. And I even found the, the, I don't know if you've ever seen it, Rich, it's called Superstar, the Karen Carpenter story. And the same filmmaker, he did he did quite a few movies, including Velvet Goldmine, if you've ever seen that movie. Um, Todd Haynes, yeah. anyway, he when he was in college, I assume, like in film school, he uh, did like a story of Karen Carpenter and the Carpenters, but using all Barbie dolls and Ken and everything. Like, so it's like a... You know, it's it's a professionally made movie, but it's done when he's in college. It's very interesting and it's sad, but it's also it has all the music, as well. Um, and I listen. I actually got my hands on that, and um, you know, I went right down the rabbit hole when you when you're watching that kind of stuff. Uh, and it obviously tells us a very sad story of Karen Carpenter in the seventies. She battled anorexia, and uh, sadly, eventually passed away in eighty three, only age thirty two. Rich, um, and such a beautiful voice. Like such a beautiful voice and beautiful
1: music too, like oh oh god yes no 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 Compters if anyone doesn't like the Compters I think they literally have no they have no heart and soul
0: yeah man wow that's deep but I think most people do I mean obviously you'd get some people who are you know think it's a bit sappy but uh, just the just the sound of her voice itself um like rainy days and Mondays like I can't go past it um what about you Rich what have you been reading and
1: watching. Um,
0: <clears throat> What's been going on in your life? Not much, not, not much. I've had a
1: busy, busy week of catching up with with people and going out. Oh, you've been Mr. Social, farewell, haven't you? You've been Mr. Social, and stuff and all that.
0: What's been going on in your it life? Happens. Is it happens. It, there it, a it, just, it or
1: happens in 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 like um, peaks and troughs for me. Sure. <laughs> Do you know what I mean? I'm sure. not one of these people that's like consistently um, like social and going out, but sure. for some reason, it always seems to uh culminating like say a week or something like that where like just almost everyone i know or anything just like wants to get together wow well we and had like a lunch it's really you and weird. You,
0: you and i had a lunch was it yesterday or the day before um we had a nice little lunch date one one of the drinking. Yeah, yeah yeah but, yeah yeah
1: yeah yes yesterday was probably my busiest day because um yeah i met up with you for lunch and then i had a a pizza dinner and game night wow uh with some other people and then this uh wednesday the day before that there was a farewell party i had to go to right uh, for a work colleague, and then Sunday was a a, a big uh, family barbecue, which was the big oh, barbecue nice. that we had to like uh, all the birthdays and the Father's Day and all that that we missed uh, of during course. the lo- lockdown. So we just had like one big family get together uh, barbecue and all that sort wow, of stuff. So, hey. Yeah, no, it was uh, it's, it's been a busy week.
0: That's a busy week for socially for Rich, who sometimes you know the yeah kind of the grumpy old man at times. But this week you've been entertaining the, the crowds,
1: you know. I'm not really grumpy no, no, I know but you know you're I just I just I like I like my alone time. I'm one of those people yeah, where yeah. I'm I'm social. I like going out, I like there doing things, I like hanging out with people, but then I also just like not. <laughs> I, don't worry, I am grumpy. I will
0: say this. I am grumpy and I am a grumpy old man. I mean I I happily <laughs> embrace it. I, I I don't really I I find um Look, I, I don't mind a bit of socialising, but I find it very tiring, uh, unless it's like, unless uh, I'm a pick-and-choose kind of guy. Like, a lunch with you, no, that's not tiring at all. That's enjoyable. But um, it, it is funny when all, when all these things queue up. It would have been good, though, to see your family and stuff again after you know lockdown. Um, nice opportunity.
1: Yeah, yeah, well, I've seen them in, in sort of bits and pieces, but this was the first time where everyone just got together love it in one place and 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 how to catch up and all the kids were there and all that sort of stuff so
0: now you um, know what i've been yeah. reading it's for next show actually i read ahead and we're doing next show we're doing venom the first hardcover by donny cates mm. now i've actually read most of it it's quite good actually um i've been mean, i like venom but it's a bit of an interesting take on venom have you read any of it before rich
1: uh i've not read uh any modern venom no um i think once i think i it. i think i stopped reading venom once he became anti-venom right that's okay. when i that's when yeah. i that's when i tapped out you tapped out you said enough's enough
0: thanks thanks i was just
1: like hey, this, is going too, this is going too far now
0: is this <laughs> when it was flash thompson or whatever Was that no uh
1: anti-venom was when he was white Right. i, I d I've never even read it. Maybe he was like full on white with a little bit of black on his on his face. And I've I think seen he had like the, image. the black emblem yeah. and all that. I've seen it. Uh, so image. he became yeah. anti Venom and I think at some point Flash Thompson, yes, was was also Venom. Yes. Uh, and he kind of almost looked like a Punisher Venom.
0: Yes, yes. Yeah, Rick you know, um,
1: with um, Running around with guns and shit and all that sort of stuff, yeah.
0: Yeah. Um, one of my favourite – I mean, I, you know, I love Venom, and I've got those three Ven- Venom omnibuses, which um, I actually pulled. It was so funny. I was talking to Michelle, and you know, I, I'm so keen for this Venom movie, and then I, I walked over to the shelf and pulled out the first omnibus and, and tapped it and go, looks like I've got some reading to do. And her eyes, they have rolled <laughs> They literally might have rolled out of her head with her expression, like
1: rolled into the back of her yeah, skull.
0: I just tapped out and walked out of the room, and I think she was just shaking her head, saying, "Why am I in a relationship with this person? Like, how has this happened? You know, <laughs> it was pretty funny."
1: She's probably like, oh, "It's too late to turn back now." It's way
0: too late to turn back, and you know, I'm invested now. You know, there's properties, there's all sorts of stuff, there's all sorts of legal ramifications now. But you know, it was it was funny, and um, so I mean that I know that um, the third Venom Omnibus covers up until Daniel Way's complete run, so that's you know not that long ago. That's that's about ten years ago, mm. and then and then, I, I hope they'll do an, another one soon, which will cover Remenda's run, um, you know Donny Cates's run, like so. You know, like I mean, I enjoy him, but this I think you're pro- this is very different from any Venom I've read before, and I mean that in a good way. Like it's it it's kind of taking a more serious approach, and um it, there's a pretty cool story, like all about the god of the symbiotes and stuff. Like it's, I mean, I've read maybe the first ten issues, um, and I'm like, yeah, this is pretty decent. Like, and I'd want to be because everyone said how great it is. Uh, but did, did you know that Donny it's, Cates...
1: It's amazing at some point, as long as the character will be around, there will always be some god character that's introduced. Sure,
0: yeah, well, that's true. But but, but it's it's done well, I will say that. Um, and did you know that Al Ewing swapped with Donny Cates? So Al Ewing's Venom 1 came out this week. We might do it next week, actually, um, along with that, I thought we'll do it next week when we're doing the Venom anyway. And um, mm-hmm. Donny Cates is taking over Hulk. So they basically swapped... Yeah. So I don't think mm. Donny Cates' Hulk is out yet. In fact, I'm confident it's not, but Al Ewing's Venom um, is out this week, and we will cover it next week when we're doing the first hardcover of Donny Cates' Venom. So interesting times. Um, and I did ask, and this is spoilers, I asked Adam, the computer who's seen Venom 2, is there any reference to the god? And he said, no, there's kind of like a sort of like... um easter egg or teaser for that for where they leave it open for that but it's not specifically like an appearance or anything
1: you know um yeah well you don't you don't want to blow your your load in like one movie you want to true true. save things
0: now uh, i i want to promote something here um there's a podcast on the internet if anyone's ever heard of the internet um, called Shane Plays. And it's basically similar to our show. It's kind of like a geek-centric pop culture show. So he, he covers a wide array of topics, um, often has interviews, a uh, lot of D&D stuff, a lot, lot of anything kind of like in the... In the kind of stuff we cover. But anyway, he had a very good interview um, with this guy who's putting out a book called Game Games Wizards, which is about the uh, business side of the creation of Dungeons and Dragons, the the you know TSR, their rise and then mm-hmm. their fall kind of thing in the in the seventies and eighties. Um, you know when they rode the popularity bubble, it's all about Gary Gygax, how he created the company, lost control of the company, um, and his kind of business partner. Um, a very very interesting uh book. It sounds like called Games Wizards, um, and if you want to check out this interview, I think, I think any D&D role-playing fans out there should 100%... I knew the broad strokes, um, but this interview is really good in, in giving you a glimpse of what what was going on, and it's a, it's a fascinating story, because, I mean, it, really, it's a tragic story in a lot of ways, like um, their own creation, and then you know, the backfighting and uh, sort of betrayals, and, you know, when money gets involved, Rich... Um, you know, it's, it's a tale as old as time. And yeah, very, very but interesting.
1: I, I, I don't think it's just money. I think it's just also the popularity. Like, I mean, yeah. obviously you're making money if you're popular, but I think it's just more the uh, the value of the IP. Sure. It, with it being so big, yeah. I, I, I assume that, yes, there will be fighting because someone will be like, I want it all. Like, well, yeah,
0: a, no. Yeah, but that's it. And like, so this guy is a very neutral observer. He's very much more of an archivist. Um, and he's just, he, you know, he's really gone back to the primary sources and sounds really interesting. I think I'll probably get the book, actually, but a, as an interview, check it out on Shane Plays. I listen to Shane Plays, I sort of dial, I look at what shows he's got on and um, he, he does a lot of D&D stuff that's kind of historical. Like, he had the guy on who created Oriental Adventures, Zeb Cook. So he had him on the show and that was fascinating to listen to. Um, you know, because you know, I have such an affection for that, and it was great to have him on. In fact, it made me think I would like to get Zeb Cook on the show. Um, you know, he's available, older guy, but um, still, still sort of working. And he did a lot of computer game work. Um, he worked on the Elder Scrolls Online. I think he still does, and other and many other computer games since those days. But yeah, just just a fascinating thing. So I wanted to plug that now. Um, my gaming, Rich. Uh, I want to get your take. I know you're not a big GTA guy, but I got the GTA Definitive Trilogy. That was technically why I had today off, although I didn't play that much. But um, GTA 3, GTA Vice City, and GTA San Andreas, none of which I've played other than a little bit of GTA 3 when when it came out on PC. So I got the whole pack. Now, funnily enough, Rich, what do you think of this? I thought they were going to upscale it to look like GTA 4, but it's more primitive than that. Um, the, the the remaster hasn't done it to the level that I would have expected
1: uh, why did you think that
0: I assume that was the whole point of a remaster
1: no 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 remaster can just be a um, a, a bump up in resolution
0: right um yeah I, I I don't know I just I just figured if they're putting out on new consoles they would actually sort of go in and really ramp it up look it's, it's cool.
1: No, oh. I, th- I think there's I think there's a difference between a remake and a remaster. Right. So okay. I believe a remake is when they remake the game, sometimes from scratch. Right. Like, say, what they're doing with uh, KOTOR, Knights of the Old Republic, where okay. they're remaking the game okay. with new graphics, new gameplay, all that sort of stuff. And a remaster is just usually when they just up the fidelity. So basically, like, let's say when it came out was in HD. Mm-hmm. Now they'll put it in like FHD. Okay. All
0: right. Well, I mean, you know, look, they'll just
1: yeah. they'll just make it play a bit better on maybe you know bigger screen TVs that have the higher resolution and all that sort of stuff. So I mean, that's all. It really, uh, okay. yeah. Well, I don't think they're ever going to remake those games. It's too much work. Okay.
0: Well, look, it's fun. I mean, I'll say that. Like, I'm enjoying it, um, and it's fun to be playing GTA again, like with an all new story. You know what I mean? Like with a Fun to be playing GTA with a story that I haven't played before, and knowing that I've got two more games of it. Um, but yeah, I was a bit surprised. By I thought the graphics would be a bit better, kind of thing, because I I thought that was the whole point of what they were doing. And I, but you know, at the same time, it's still GTA and it's still fun. So yeah, no. Well, the point is
1: the the massive point is for what it is f- for you is that you've never played them. Yeah, yeah, exactly. So like this that. is putting them all on. This is putting them on one console where all those people who never played them on PC or original, you know, Xbox or whatever, or whatever yeah. uh, play, can, can play them. Cool. That's really what it's for. Not to, not to remake them.
0: Cause I, I remember um, GTA two, which was still top down. And I, and I remember getting that on, it might've been my PS one or it might've been a, a mega drop, whatever it was on. All I know is I was addicted and I saw the future, man, you know what I'm saying? And that was still top down. And then GTA 3 came out, and I had a hard time adjusting to it being first, the third person. Um, mm. And I, but then, you know, by the time GTA 4 came about, I was all into it. So it's it's funny how we change as time goes by. Now, now I can't picture it being anything other than what it is. Um, but mm. it's it's really cool. Now, turning to the news, Rich, John Campier, uh, internet pundit. Um, Leaks major Spider Man spoilers. Now, did you see the images, Rich?
1: Uh, I saw the grainy images, yes.
0: So basically Toby Maguire, um, what's the other guy's name? The fuck? Andrew Garfield and Tom Holland. It's all all Spider-Man. all of them with their masks off, all of them with the uh how can you say, the, their their uniforms from their from their own movies kind of thing. Facing off, were they facing a villain or was it just the three of them? Um, I'm not sure.
1: I think it was just a shot of the three of them supposedly like standing on a
0: like a, pier, a pier or pier.
1: or a bridge or something. I can't
0: or, or a roof potentially. Yeah, whatever it was. Now, Richard, are you seeing this as 100% confirmation? Um, or do you think it could have been photoshopped? Do you think someone's taken John Campier for a ride or he's leaking stuff that he knows is fake? Either one,
1: um. I don't know because the problem is, is the pictures are not high quality. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like they are very like pixelated, and I mean that that makes it a bit harder to really tell if it is, um, Real. if it is fake. I mean, I will say when I looked at it, the lighting looked a little bit different on all of the characters, mm. like on the costume. But again, that could just be the material and the low quality of of the pictures that you can't, you know what I mean that it's a, it's affecting the the lighting or the light source and all that sort of stuff. So, I mean, I don't know. I don't know. I mean, if you had I, to budget light, what your I just don't understand it. is that is I don't understand why they why it's a secret if they're in the movie.
0: Because it's supposed to be a surprise, Rich. It's supposed no, to be no, a big but, surprise but, for all the the viewers, you know. Like, oh my god, it's all this. No, Spider-Man.
1: that's that's absolute bullshit because that's a selling <laughs> feature of the movie.
0: Yeah, but Rich, like it's like when Spider Man. Right, like you tell in people, War. hey,
1: fucking um <laughs> in, in the new Flash movie, Michael Keaton is coming back as as Batman yep. and that gets people excited. Yeah, but they're trying to, to keep see some suspense going,
0: at least for a trailer.
1: No, no look, recommend. I can understand you not say so let's say let's say Daredevil's in America. I can understand you want to keep that a secret. That's a surprise thing. Sure. But if it's the multiverse of madness and you're selling people that there's gonna be multiple th- spider man I think you would say, hey, these guys are coming back for the movie, and that gets people excited. That's going to get more people in to go watch your movie than you trying to keep a secret. Dude, I'm so fucked. I'm excited! I you want to it, make money? Yes, I mean, yeah. you go, oh, it's a price. Yeah, but you want to make money?
0: Yeah, but like,
1: but also, it's like the the so called
0: leak could be very a uh, controlled leak. So someone someone at the studio has given Campy of these photos and gone publish this, i don't um,
1: maybe i mean i kind of feel like if you were gonna accidentally leak it you might give them a better quality picture yeah well <laughs> maybe like, this is just someone on the know, production, just this like, is
0: someone just on the production crew who's, who's got some rough photos or something you know like that again maybe
1: as i said i just think it's so stupid to well we got to the like, bottom of
0: watergate surely we can get to the bottom of this where are the spider-man hearings you know what i'm saying let's get the spider-man hearings going and let's start getting people up in front of the Senate committees and stuff like that. Is that what you'd like?
1: I think I think what, I, <laughs> what we need to do is actually look at what Toby <laughs> Maguire looks like now and see if he looks too young in I did look
0: at it, right. and he does look older, but I still think it's 10 years ago, like Tony Maguire. Um,
1: yeah.
0: Yeah, that's a good point, actually. Um, he does look older in the photo than he looked as Spider-Man.
1: But because I think they asked, "What's that chick that played?" Is it Kirsten Dunst that played? Yeah, yeah, Kirsten Dunst who played Mary Jane. Mary Jane, and she, people asked her if she was going to be in the movie, and she said, "I'm too old." Yeah. <laughs> so oh. I, I, don't know what I actually don't know. I should probably look at what Toby McGuire looks like now, yeah, just to see if, um, if that's him or an older photo that's been photoshopped or something. Sure.
0: Um, um so I do think they'll all be in the movie, but part of me thought that that photo was kind of a bit fake, personally. That was my instinct. I just... Again,
1: it doesn't look it doesn't look right because it's such a low quality and the colours are weird.
0: Yeah. Now, uh, Tom Holland said, Spider-Man No Way Home isn't fun, it's dark and it's sad. He describes the upcoming MCU film as brutal and much darker than the previous two instalments. Well, it won't be hard to be much darker than the previous two, you know. They weren't dark at all, basically. Uh,
1: I mean, sure, but I mean, I mean, if you're a Spider-Man fan from those first two movies, are you really looking for something that's not fun and darker?
0: Dude, I want a bit of darkness.
1: I want it fun and dark. Uh, no, no, no. You said a bit. Yeah, but he said it's no fun at all. <laughs> Yeah, that I'm kind of like is, well yeah, that is that's a bit weird I mean people kind of want enjoy your spider-man movies for the but for the fun in them <laughs> spider-man I mean, kid, don't get me wrong, kills himself the, the, the first Spider-Man movie is quite quite dark it's serious yeah with um I love it uh, uh with vulture you know and all that sort of stuff so oh it's not that uh, it's dark not exactly like come on homecoming
0: homecoming's not that dark
1: dude it's
0: not dark no guys. no what I
1: mean is that it's not all like Jokes and fun and games. I mean, uh, uh, my point is, he's quite a menacing villain. Yeah, and you know, I mean, he he crushes Spider Man under that shit where he's literally crying, think he's gonna die. Sure. You know, when he's trapped under the rubble and shit. I'm just saying, it's not like it's that that game, that, that first movie is all just like sunshines and rainbows and jokes and you know, there's nothing serious. The in second it. one's pretty
0: comedic though. The second one's pretty comedic.
1: Yeah, the second one was too Marvel. I thought.
0: Yeah. Oh, look I'm I'm looking forward to it. I don't mind a bit of darkness, but I don't want it too dark.
1: Well actually I shouldn't say Marvel, I should say uh, MCU. Yeah. To MCU. To MCU.
0: Um, now look I, I'm still I'm still gonna go see it, frankly. Do you know what I mean? Like <laughs> I'll still be in cinemas with my popcorn. I am so into it though, man. I, I just feel like the sky's the limitless Spider Man. I think we're gonna have a Spider Man renaissance. You know, not that he's ever gone too far away. But for me, I'm back on board in a big way. Um, now
1: Doctor Who It would be nice to see you know, what it would be nice to see Spider Man front and center again because he has not been front and center in Marvel for quite a few years now.
0: Yeah, I mean he's been around. I mean he's done okay. No, yeah. but
1: he no, but Spider Man was the poster boy. Yeah. He was Marvel.
0: Yeah, well that's where I think he belongs to, frankly. Yeah.
1: Like, well, he has dropped off there. They kind of almost he's there, but he's not really front and center.
0: Well they tried to promote like Camilla Khan and fucking whoever else's, you know, their replacements. And it's like, no, thanks. You know, mm. like, no, no, thank you. Like Camilla Khan, take a fucking back seat, please. You know, go, go and sit with the kids again, because we're sick and tired of you, frankly. Like.
1: But it's um, not just her. It's also the Morales. It's the Gwen. It's the Spider Gwens. It's. I don't mind Spider Gwen. Yeah. But, no, but my point is they've diluted his will that, as I said, for me, it makes him less special. Yeah. It makes him less unique.
0: I'm still wearing a Spider-Man t-shirt today, Rich, as we're recording. He's okay with me. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> uh, I, I refuse. I refuse to bow down to the to the corporate, like brainwashed that's trying to make you think Miles Morales is the best Spider-Man of all time. I refuse. I f- refuse. No, no, thank you. He'll always be number two to me. You know. I profess. Well, no, he's
1: far lower than that for me. I was going to say there's other Spider-Men, yeah. other versions of people. I I would rate uh, Ben Riley higher. Say,
0: than- I was. I'd rate Ben Riley. Above him as well. And we know our our, our friend James DiMatteis is doing a Ben Riley book. I'd rate Ben Riley before Miles Morales. I'd, I'd rate... I'll Spence even, I'll even well. rate Kane. I'd rate Kane above him, yeah, for sure. Kane's cool. Um, Yeah, definitely. Now, Doctor Who review, I watched episode two. I am pleased to say this was a much improved episode. And so far, these two episodes have been re- very entertaining. Uh, this had the Sontarans in it, Rich. I don't know if you're familiar with the Sontarans from classic Doctor Who hmm uh they were good uh very enjoy i said to michelle during it this is a much better episode than most of her episodes have been she's got the story is just a lot punchier rich and michelle said it's helped that it doesn't have to wrap up in one episode there's a continuing thread and so it just feels more like classic Doctor who
1: mm. uh yeah well the i believe it's still anchoring in the viewership though really well you know. I think between, uh, I think between, if I remember correctly, between episode one and two, they lost fifty thousand viewers. Wow, what, are the, what number is
0: it like at? Do you know?
1: Oh shit! You know what? I looked it up at like. um is it like millions? The start of the
0: week? Is it like millions of people? Like is this? Oh, it's yeah. it's still.
1: No, look, a Doctor Who still brings in millions, but it's it's lower millions than like obviously like ten uh, and previous Canon doctors and, and all that sort of yeah. stuff. And it's it's lower than capaldi's as well i believe right because capaldi it's at, at at one point was the lowest yes yeah. uh rated doctor
0: but i have gotta be um, honest i don't think that's on her i like I, she really is not bad it, it it's been a story problem really honestly i really believe that like and that started no, with Capaldi. i don't
1: know I, 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 I we've had this discussion before i right. put the blame on her and uh what's his name Ch- chipnell yeah
0: yeah chipnell yeah, Chibnall, yeah.
1: Because the two of them so are right. buddies, and I'm sorry, but the way they write in the doctor, <laughs> you could turn and say, "Look, I don't want, I don't want to come across as like that with my doctor or something." Like uh, in the first episode, where Stephen Fry's character is like, "Where's the doctor?" and she's like, "I'm the doctor," and he's like, "No, you're a woman. I know the doctor's man." And then she turns and she goes, "I've had an upgrade." Right. You know, again, applying a, a female doctor is better. But it's no, a but I'm just saying, like. But yeah, but maybe say, look, can I rather just say, yeah, I'm surprised too, or some shit like that, or who knew? Like, I mean, you know what I mean? You don't have to do, I just don't feel like you have to play that sort of smug Eh, character. I don't know, man. You you could say, listen, guys, could we rewrite this line? This comes, this makes me seem too, too smug.
0: Yeah, but like, there's- Can can I just
1: say something like, yeah, surprised to me too, or, you know, uh, you know. I don't know. I just, I just feel like her doctor's written very smugly, and I think she's got a say in that since her and Chitnil or Buddy Buddy.
0: Maybe. I mean, but also though, it has been a convention with the doctors for the different incarnations to have sort of like combustible relationships with each other. You know,
1: like yes, but do- n- neither of them have said that one doctor is an upgrade to the other. They've done pretty close to
0: that. Yeah. No, I remember John Pertwee. Uh, talking down to Patrick Thuridan's doctor and Patrick Thuridan firing back at him, like they had quite a combustible relationship in the three doctors and in the five doctors too. Like they they always make fun of each other when they meet.
1: Yeah, I get no. I guess that that's with each other because they 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 try and they trying to outdo their either the future selves or their past selves.
0: Yeah, I get what you're saying. I mean, I, oh, look, I don't, I don't know. I, but at the end of the day, she's leaving. Uh, these are the final six, so it doesn't really matter what we say or think she is leaving he's leaving i'm just hoping they can somewhat hit a high note creatively forget about ratings for a second because they're tanking you know and they're going so i'm just hoping that creatively they can sort of stick the landing because i i haven't thought much of the storylines at all like like i don't want my defense of her doctor to be too fucking thorough because i haven't thought too much of the storylines at all for her for her run. I think the Well, as I said,
1: I cool. uh, the reason that this this uh series has turned me off doctor is because like uh, this this doctor mm. all the stories seem to be about retconning or changing. Yeah, I'm not uh, a fan doctor of that. Who I, and
0: I and I'm not a fan of that to be honest. And uh, again, I like I I I was okay when it said he was the last Gallifreyan. But when they started, as you say, really getting into the full retcon, and, like, I thought that was all bullshit. I think that was a misstep.
1: Well, they made it that the Doctor is not Gallifreyan.
0: Yeah, well, I hate that, Rich. That's so stupid. Uh,
1: they, them, she, her, whatever uh, was an alien found by a Gallifreyan on another planet and then experimented on it. And I kind of go, yeah. you've kind of really, like, again, you've ruined the mystery of the Doctor. Yeah, that's
0: That story sucks, like, to be honest, like... When, when I say I, I don't like the stories, I mean I genuinely think that that really sucks, you know, like that's just pathetic. Um, and but that isn't the actor that that's that's the writers of the showrunner. like that's who
1: as I said, I, I from my understanding is the two of them were a package, so I put the blame on both of them.
0: <laughs> I love it. Well fair enough. I mean we, we 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 essentially agree anyway on the on the stories themselves. Now this is interesting. There's an Idris Elba western that's on Netflix called The Heart of a Fall. Um, Dion said it's okay but a bit boring. Um, it's also the name of a, um, a a late Humphrey Bogart movie. I wonder if it's a coincidence, rich. Um it's it's like a I bl- don't think
1: uh, Humphrey western. Bogart did a western though. So I mean they could have changed the setting.
0: Well, it's a, it, the Bogart one's about boxing. Um, it's like a boxing movie he he's like a yeah sort of so it's
1: probably promote. just a it's just the same name then i would imagine
0: yeah um would they have to pay or would would you, you know when you use a movie it, would that movie be so old that you could someone else could use the name and it doesn't matter do, like do you know the no, i don't
1: i don't think you can i no i don't think you can do that um like if a movie is called James Bond yeah yes you can't make a james Bond movie but if a movie is just a phrase Yeah, but if I Because want to the Heart of make... They Fall. No, but the Heart of They Fall is a common phrase English yeah. phrase. It's a saying. So I don't right. think you can don't think you can copyright that. That's why there are some movies out there that have the same name.
0: Yeah, okay. Yeah.
1: Or the yeah. same title, because it's just certain things you can't copyright or trademark or anything.
0: Like if I want to go out tomorrow and and, you know, say I'm doing a new movie called Star Wars, no, you can't do that. But,
1: Correct, because yeah. Star Wars yeah. is an actual name, yes. But if I
0: wanted to do a movie like The Devil's Own, could I could I get away with that? Which was a movie from back in the day, or Allied, or or whatever. I'm going through a bad print movie. Yeah,
1: I would imagine if it's just a typical English word or English phrase, or, or any language phrase, you probably could. But well, yes.
0: what about if I wanted to do Cliffhanger or Speed? Really, I I I'm, I don't feel so confident. You know, maybe it's because uh, it's such an old movie. Maybe because it's such an old movie as well, like you know, maybe there's a, a, a period where it all lapses, you know, uh, like it has. Well, been I don't know. Time. I
1: mean, there was a movie uh, I remember there was a movie in the '80s called Bad Boys.
0: Was there really? Okay, yeah,
1: yeah. Um,
0: okay, Rich, good work.
1: You know, and I think there was a movie called Twilight.
0: Okay, yeah.
1: Before before the Twilight books, and again, Twilight's um, more know... of a
0: generic sounding. isn't it like but that's my
1: point yes if it's yeah like star wars is a made-up um name or title or something like that i think if it's like again gladiator you could make a movie called gladiator because a gladiator is an actual thing interesting you know again if you go and look up you will find tons of movies that have the same name
0: yeah 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 yeah. you're right oh shit
1: avenger buddy avengers
0: that's a good point rich well done and that was a relatively big property back in the day uh, in the yeah. 60s you know that's a good point rich anyway so yeah uh, but anyway i haven't watched it have you seen it all uh, apparently it's uh, the reviews on it were quite good. oh no
1: no 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 i, I watched the trailer for it and i was like uh this looks really dumb so i haven't bothered.
0: it has got a thing. like the
1: acting just looked over the top the acting looked really like uh um campy
0: it, it's got something that i wanted to get your reaction because i did put it on just to get a feel for it it starts out where it goes this is a work of fiction, like in really big writing. but And then it does this. It goes, but, full stop, these, and full stop, people really existed, like hitting you over the head with it. And I was like, okay, we're off to this kind of a start, are we? Okay. You know, like, it's like, this is fictional, but it's based on a true story. You know, like, and there were black cowboys, kind of, like, it was like, and you're a racist if you don't. Think yeah, I so. don't, I'll be
1: honest with you. I, I I do agree. I somehow doubt There was an entire town made up of, of I don't know, uh, black cowboys. It,
0: right? Look, my, look, I, I I'm, I'm excited to watch it. I like Iron kind of album. but but just the way they did it, I was like, oh god, we're really we're really hitting people over the head with this now, you know. Like, yeah. I,
1: I don't remember that. All I remember is just watching the I was watching the trailer uh, or a snippet of it, and there was the scene with the guy that plays Kang. And he's in, uh, oh, Jesus, I think he's in go. a church or something. Yeah. And he's talking to, uh, I don't know if it's a priest or you know, some guys asking him what he's doing there. And the acting was just so Bad. comical and over the top that I was just like,
0: "Is it?" A I comedy? mean, I don't know
1: if that's what it's meant to be. I don't know, but I, I watched that and I was just like, I really don't want to watch this.
0: Is it a comedy? I thought it was like an unforgiven kind. Of I thing.
1: don't know. I was, I found the acting to be comedic. I don't know if he was <laughs> meaning to do that. Right. But that's I nice. find I found it very like. Just comical and campy.
0: Fair enough. Okay, well, that's interesting. Uh, Good work, Rich. Bit of research. I like to see it.
1: Um, Now,
0: Gubal del Toro is uh, creating a new movie. that's a remake of Nightmare Alley, which is a classic 1947 movie, black and white film noir. Have you ever seen it, Rich? Uh, Toron Power. I know of
1: it, but I never ever, I never actually saw it, no.
0: Oh, well, I, I've watched the first half of it. I watched it over the week because I wanted... I, I, I quite like Armando Toro, and I, I will check out his remake, um, which I think is a pretty loose remake. But the original movie is very good. Very, I mean, they, they got a lot of... They got away with a lot in a lot of film noir back in the day that you're sort of surprised they got away with in a, in a weird way because, you know, you anticipate those times were so repressive. But um, but no, it was it was it was really entertaining. Um, what I, what I watched. who's
1: who's who's in the remake?
0: That's a good question. Do you, do you know? Uh, well, I'm sure Google can tell me. Um, let me. Uh, what's it called? Nightmare Alley? I think it's just come out on streaming. Um, and I it, like it's just come out. I saw it on Facebook, like a like someone was mentioning it, which is, and I was like, oh well, I want to go and check out the original before I even think about doing the new one. Uh, upcoming American psychological thriller directed by Guillermo del Toro, blah, 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 ensemble cast that includes Bradley Cooper, Kate Blanchett, Tony Collette, William Dafoe, Richard Jenkins, and then Ron Perlman. So all star cast.
1: Oh, it's um, always going to have Ron Perlman. Let's be honest. It's a, it's a Guillermo del Toro movie. It's, yeah. it's always going to have Ron Perlman in it. <laughs>
0: yeah. So it's interesting. Um, an ambitious carny with a talent for manipulating people, with a few well cho- chosen words, hooks up with a female psychiatrist who is even more dangerous than he is. Um, so it's kind of almost like a, it's like a crime movie mixed with sort of like carnival kind of thing. Mm. Um, it's, the original is very interesting. It's got like some full on alcoholism, um, some infidelity, all sorts of interesting you know topics mixed in with the the crime crime story of it all. So it's based on an interesting yeah. property. Now, Rich, you brought to my attention Black Friday. I watched the trailer uh mm-hmm. earlier today uh our good old friend um from uh evil dead um bruce, bruce, campbell. bruce campbell was in it um looks like a sort of zombie film in a shopping center
1: well it looks so it's a <laughs> it looks like it's a zombie film that happens during black friday yes, yes so what happens is you've got all these these people these weird quirky you know typical 2021 uh people yeah. Uh, working in a retail environment and they get in ready for black friday uh-huh. and then instead of obviously them dealing with all the crazy shoppers yes uh looking for a bargain they are it's it's the same thing is happening it's just that there's zombies now <laughs> who are storming and yeah and, and they and they're battling zombies instead of shoppers. Uh, I just looked very interesting. It looked funny and it's Bruce Campbell so
0: and he, um, he's playing I was like, sort of... I watched
1: the trailer and I was like I'm down for this.
0: And it looked like he was kind of playing against type a bit, like he's kind of more the fuddy duddy. Um, as well, a he's
1: old. Yeah, he's older now. Yeah. I don't think he was playing against type. It's just that he's not the main character.
0: Yeah, 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 yeah. True. Uh, it's coming out on streaming. I think in about a week's time, we'll definitely watch it and review it for the show. I thought it looked interesting.
1: Oh I mean, yeah, zombie movies always always going to be top of my list to watch. <laughs>
0: and I mean, you work in retail, man. So I mean, this kind of stuff must ring true when you see, when you see all the Black Friday stuff and everything, like. Um,
1: Oh, look, our Black Fridays are nowhere near as... Because as, the thing is, we're smart enough to do it for a week.
0: Yeah, yeah, yeah,
1: yeah. You know, our Black Friday is technically a, a black week. <laughs> like, yeah. we, we don't do it for a day. So I think that's where America, like... Uh, that's why America's stuff leads to death and all that sort of stuff, is because it's only one day or something like that.
0: Yeah, and, and like, would you say here in Australia, the, the Boxing Day sales, are they the biggest sales? Or has that been surprising?
1: Uh, they were until we started doing the Black Friday. Now there's pretty much no stock left uh, for Boxing Day after Black Friday. When so is Black Friday?
0: Friday? Oh, like, Is it is it coming out on Black Friday? Uh,
1: it... Friday the 26th.
0: Which I think is the date that the film gets released. So that makes sense, I guess. Um, yeah, it could be. Yeah. So 26th of November, yeah? Yeah. Right, so people clear out the stock and then come Boxing Day, you guys are out of stock. Is that yeah, well,
1: get... look, th- this year is going to be a bit weird, though, because there's no stock already.
0: Right, okay, wow. Well, 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 like, Rich. Uh,
1: with all the lockdowns and the factories being closed and shit, like there's no stock already.
0: Oh, dear. Blame China. Blame Wuhan, you know? Trump was well, right. I blame
1: all the companies that have all their factories in China.
0: <laughs> That's funny, Richard. Um, okay, so we have Eternals. Now, Adam the Computer has very graciously provided me with a full review. But I wanted to get... What's your assessment of... I'm bringing up Box Office Mojo now for The Eternals. Let's have a look and see what the current numbers are, Rich. Okay, so domestically in the States, it's grossed 85 mil, internationally 90, so good numbers internationally, for a 175 tally, a million tally. Um, two and a half hours, this movie, Rich. Jesus. Mm-hmm. That seems long. It seems very long. And so again, yeah,
1: it has to be a fairly lengthy movie if you've got like ten different bloody characters in it. Um,
0: Now it's been out for six days, so one hundred and seventy-five mil. It's it's fine. It's acceptable. Um, I'd be interested to see how that stacks up against, say, Shang Chi. Um, First week, it's
1: probably. Well, put it this way: I I know that they lowered the projections after the negative reviews, and it still didn't hit the lowered projections. So it is. While those numbers are technically, I, I would say, are, are good, they are still under the lowered projections.
0: Sure, sure. Um, yeah. Now, do you want me to read out spoilers, kids? But um, with with Eternals, we're taking a very open book approach. Do you agree, Rich? Like, we're not, we're not being precious about spoilers, are we? Like, you you don't care if I read oh, out. I'm not. Yeah. I mean, I don't. I don't give a shit. But 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 I I I mean, I you know me, I love a spoiler. And um, I am, but I do want to mention, you know, if there's, you know, kids out there and stuff who who want to see it, maybe skip ahead five minutes. Um, okay, so this is Adam's official review. So it's a bit slow on plotting at times. So he told me it's okay. He said, so it's a bit slow on plotting at times, but found there to be lots of cool sequences and mythos building. Some cool twists and mostly really solid acting. A few of the characters are annoying, but I found the jokes landed better than in the trailer. Cool to see some more cosmic type scenes with cr- creatures of gigant- gigantorian scale overall probably not as researchable as many other superhero movies or maybe he means rewatchable but to me more interesting in the likes of the ant-man movie shang chi and some of the phase one stuff kid harrington's inclusion was a bit baffling he's barely in it and it isn't the black knight in it i think he dates cersei and eternal in the comics but it was a bit odd to include him in there Almost as odd as Blade being thrown into a Black Knight's post-credit scene, voice only. Angelina Jolie also felt like an odd inclusion as she was just another eternal. Her heard no particular significance to her character. Harry Styles seems pretty charming as Star Fox in his brief moment. So, I mean, a, a fairly mixed review. Would you agree from uh, from Adam the computer?
1: Yeah, I mean. I, I, it's weird, but I mean, if you're saying it's, 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 it's more interesting than Ant Man and Shang-Chi, like that's a really low, yeah,
0: it's
1: a low bar. Oh, like, yeah. yeah. Uh, and look, I'll still go on record as saying I really enjoyed the first Ant Man movie. I didn't enjoy the second one at all. Right. Um, I haven't seen Shang-Chi and all that. So, um, uh, I don't know. I mean, it really sucks because, again, I am a massive, um, Jack Kirby fan. Sure. And uh, I, you know, I love his art style. I love his design. He's, you know, I love his cosmic stuff because his cosmic stuff is just so like imaginative. Mm. But then when I look at this movie, it's just so boring looking and stale, and it it, it has none of that Jacobi flair in it. Right. Well, I'm
0: looking. I'm gonna. I'm forward I, to seeing it. Like you know.
1: Um, no, uh, but what I'm saying is that it, it doesn't fill me with like, oh my god, is Jacobi brought to life? Uh, do you right, know what i mean it's yeah. like I, I wanted to see you know as i said i would have preferred if this was not set on earth that if we could have had it in space like Guardians of the galaxy and it could have been a little bit more colorful and their costumes could have popped a little bit more yeah you know to just to just um give you that jack kirby sort of feel do we see the... But again, the, mute, the colors are muted everything looks dark and and dreary and i'm just like that's not jack kirby style though jack kirby's bright colorful yeah like pow in your face
0: in your face um do we see like celestials in it like will they be Uh, celestials eternals or am i just an idiot who doesn't know what celestials are um Uh,
1: no celestials are i mean they're part of the eternals mythos but they're uh, they're different um they're different creatures but would we see them in
0: the movie like walking around creating shit and stuff
1: uh, maybe there'll maybe there's some flashback or 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 you know something that happens in it where they they show you them or they talk about them, but I don't think they'll be in the movie. I
0: had a dream, or I read a comic. I'm not sure which of the two. Where Celestials were, walk, <laughs> were walking around and doing all sorts of crazy shit, and I was like, it seems so vivid. Well, in
1: in Guardians they have a a, a scene where hey, yeah, um, but it's
0: the, it's like a computer the... graphic scene, isn't it?
1: Uh, no, it, it's an actual image, okay. and it's the collector, and he's showing them uh, the eternal, uh, not the eternals, the um, the celestials like wiping out civilizations and,
0: yeah, and yeah, like yeah. walking on
1: a planet and all that sort of stuff. So, I mean, that is in Guardians of the Galaxy uh, briefly.
0: Well, that's kind of what I want, but I, I it is very it is in it, but it's brief. I want kind of more kind of shit like that. Like, what are they called again? So. What, Celestials, yeah?
1: Celestials, I believe, yeah. And they're the
0: ones who created the Inhumans and stuff, aren't they? Uh, Didn't they do that? Aren't they sort of like the Cedars? No, they've got
1: nothing to do with the Inhumans.
0: Oh, okay. See, I don't really understand are The
1: the Inhumans are related to the Cree,
0: Right. But isn't there one where they're going around creating shit, like, with big sort of, like, sticks? You know, like, it's almost like they've got these massive sticks and they... And
1: they Well again the so I believe the Eternals uh, what I keep saying the celestials mm. in the MCU anyway mm. they were the actual um the bearers of the infinity stones.
0: Right, okay.
1: And so each celestial I think served a function. Oh. Right. You know what I mean? Depending on what the stone was. I I, I think that, I, I don't know if I'm remembering that correctly, but if I remember correctly, that is what it was. Because the purple um Infinity Stone and Guardians of the Galaxy. Mm. Um, they, that's the they, he was showing the purple celestial that was like hitting his thing on the ground, and then all the people or the, the civilization in front of him just like evaporate. You know, just like yeah, that's what
0: I remember. They've got these sticks or big staff things or guns or something that they mm. sh- they fuck around with. Okay, so they're bad news. These Celestials, so aren't they? Like, they it just yeah. seems whenever they turn up, it's like they're sort of almost like bigger than even galactus almost you know like it's it's the, uh, yes
1: well again um uh, galactus is just basically is just nature right um uh, G- galactus is cosmic nature he's uh, he's uh, entropy or something like that so like right. he, he he goes around consuming um uh planets and stuff and all that and that's usually why he has the um The Herald, because I think the Herald's job is to really take him to, like, uh, less inhabited planets or dying planets or something like that.
0: Right, okay.
1: And without a Herald, then he just goes for any planet, and that's usually how, you know, when he's destroying civilizations and stuff and all that. But I think he's supposed to serve a purpose. But I think the Celestials are supposed to be possibly bigger than him, like, in terms of... Scale and power, and all that.
0: Sometimes I forget it's not real. I'm like, I, I'm I listening to you talk, and I'm like, Wow, so this is how the world all works. And I'm like, Hold on a sec, that's Marvel Universe fictional, you know? Like, mm. you, you know, I'm uh, you start studying it, and you're like, Man, there's a lot of data. And then it's like, Well, slow down, slow down, Davey. You know what I mean? Like, this isn't one of those situations like Assassin's Creed, where I re- get to be convinced it's not real. I'm like, This is definitely fictional kind of thing you know Mm. it's it's it's...
1: but that's the problem with the the especially the the comic book cosmic stuff is that you know if you're talking about 80 years worth of um retconning adding all that sort of stuff it becomes very difficult to
0: oh yeah yeah um, it's hard to summarize to to
1: follow and put it all together
0: yeah no yeah that's exactly that and that's to me and i hate to say this that to me is part what turns me off even caring about this big cosmic shit in marvel because i'm like. It always gets like sort of wiped away.
1: Well, can I be honest with you? That is why I really, really uh, uh, enjoyed um, Nexus. Sure. Right? Because sure. they take all that cool Jack Kirby, Hanna-Barbera stuff and all that, and it's a nice contained yeah. universe.
0: Yeah, yeah, yeah. You it, know, it's yeah, not, because they it's own not 50 it. different
1: yeah. writers adding yeah. stuff on and all that. But you get that, you know, you get that cool shit that you would find in Marvel or DC, but it's all nicely self contained in one universe by one writer. Yeah, you know, yeah, yeah. One team.
0: Yeah. It doesn't come to the guy 30 years later going, oh, fuck the old stuff. We're going to do our own stuff. And then. Yeah. Oh, years, I want to retcon
1: and I want to make it do this. And, and then now, 20 and, years now after that, or even all all 10 or 5 years, like... someone
0: else says, you know what, I'm going to do my own thing. And, <laughs> you know, it all just <laughs> yeah. goes crazy. Uh, but I do want to, I do have a couple of points, though. So I am interested in a sort of like. Disney Plus is about to get Shang-Chi, and I will watch it. And the same with The Eternals. I'll watch it on on Disney Plus when it comes out. Because the the, the nerd side of me, the Marvel geek side of me, out of curiosity's sake, will watch it, even though I don't at all really understand what they even are. Um, But two things. Uh, Apparently Galactus is not in this movie, but the scriptwriter or director, I think it might have been the script writer, was saying they want to include Galactus in the... They were arguing to include Galactus in the sequel. Um, So I wanted to get your reaction
1: to that, Rich. Again, I... I, uh, Maybe I'm just too... um, Maybe I'm just too much of a purist, but I want want Galactus in a Fantastic Four movie.
0: Yeah, yeah, well, I mean...
1: I I want Galactus to be a... um... Like, I don't mind you showing him if it's a character talking about different cosmic beings and shit, mm. and you make reference or you show him, but I think that is a problem that um, the Fantastic Four need to solve, you know, with the uh, the nullifier and all that sort of crap from the comics. So.
0: But it seems also like, would you waste a first appearance of Galactus as just a mention? Maybe a name, but, you know, it seems to me that when Galactus first appears, he should appear in Fantastic Four to me you
1: know um no here's the thing i don't mind it being set up in a different movie especially if it's say in a movie like eternals or something Mm. whereas cosmic beings who maybe don't have any connection to obviously fantastic four Mm. and so when fantastic four do meet galactus it wouldn't they wouldn't know anything about him so it's still a danger they've got to yeah solve but i mean i wouldn't introduce him as in like the like anyone talks to him or whatever, I would just have it just like how the collector was explaining what celestials were.
0: Yeah.
1: You know, that would probably help any. Would you like, would you like Galactus to be shown the Eternals? People go, Oh, I know what the celestials are.
0: Yeah. Yeah. But would you really want Galactus to be shown on one of those bullshit computer generated kind of projections? Rather, no, 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 no,
1: no, not, um, not, not fully, Mm -hmm. but maybe a reference to him.
0: A reference yeah a reference is different you know
1: whether it's maybe like a cave painting or some shit yeah. you know of, of yeah. someone's interpretation of what a galactus is and then they have, so have someone explain or, or or make reference to what galactus is that's what i mean by yeah getting like a mention or a you know a small bat you know um uh, setup mm. but no i don't want him like fully in a in a movie before the uh, before.
0: Yeah, no, I hear man. I just thought I'd bring that up. And also, director Chloe Zhao of Eternals told Cinema Blend that none of the Eternals were snapped away during the blip, because if you think about what the Celestials told them about themselves, technically they can't be blipped. So she's obviously referring to something the Celestials said in um, Eternals, that they're beyond the power, I guess, of the Infinity Stones and, you know, the snap of what Thanos did. Um... And apparently, it also explains why they couldn't stop Thanos themselves. Mm, you know, okay. So yeah, just I, I, I mean, I find that kind of stuff interesting. I've got to be honest; like, I'm I'm not invested to it in the comic book way, but as a Marvel MCU Marvel fan who's seen all the movies, um, you know, I am I am sort of interested in sort of the bigger scheme. But of you see, but,
1: but this is but this is why I'm not a fan of mm. how they handle in the Eternals is. Again, I don't want them on Earth, and I don't want them to now have to explain, well, this is why they didn't get involved, and we've got to come up with some, connive, you know, um, uh. Uh, uh, reason why, you know, that just, no, just have it happen that they come about now because of the snap. You know, you, you could start the movie on whatever planet they are or whatever part of the galaxy, and you mm. could say that now, because of the whole Thanos thing, they're going to get involved.
0: Yeah.
1: In cool galactic affairs or, or to make sure that that shit doesn't happen again or something like that gotcha and so they're going to take on the next threat or something like that just this whole like oh we've been on earth the whole time and we we didn't want to get involved in any of the you know <laughs> shit that's destroying the planet I, that just seems so fucking dumb to me i'm just sorry it's just it's, it's so <laughs> you're dumb. not happy
0: at, you at all you're you're 100
1: not happy <laughs> No, just make it that you that they come in <laughs> after the fact that they've decided to to be more proactive after the um, the Thanos thing, since he was an Eternal or whatever. Or, you know, whatever uh, for me, it's, on, all gonna it's, come like, to,
0: it's all going to come down to how well they actually pull all this off, Rich. Like, you know, I'm not going to... I don't care enough about the Eternals, like, to really...
1: But pressure. I just feel like this is... To me, this is showing Marvel, I think, don't have a plan anymore. Right. Like, they're not they're not doing that, you know, um, the phase one, two, and three, they had a plan. Yeah. And it was all going to move towards their plan. But now I feel like they just like, oh, well, we want to do this movie. So let's try and jam it into like this. I feel like that's, I don't feel like you have a set plan anymore. I feel you're trying to now jury rig a plan. Yeah,
0: they definitely are doing what you finished. Yeah. Well, they're trying to kickstart it off again too, you know? Like, I'd say they're, they're opening. One thing I do think, like, just from a corporate perspective that I do like they're doing, it feels like they're sort of accepted. They go, okay, Iron Man and Captain America are kind of off the board, um, but we need to open up a lot of other characters, like your Ghost Riders, like your Doctor Strange, um, all that shit, and and it's your Blade. And they're sort of like, it seems like they're opening that shit up again. And I like that aspect of it, you know, because there are some like X Men and Fantastic Four. I think they're opening doors to bring in the other stories. I think we're, we're what I would call a very transitional moment. Um, and I think Eternals is a very transitional movie, and I don't think it'll be regarded as a classic, but I do think that they are opening doors, and I think they need to do that. Rich, it's like a it's like a team rebuild in baseball or something, you know, you've got to
1: sometimes. Puts it time I I in. see. I, I I get what you're saying, but I I would actually then what I would do is say okay. Well, listen, we did the whole three phases that led to this big massive culmination. Mm. Let's just take a step back now and just make some smaller movies.
0: Sure.
1: That don't ha- you know? Let's go do a Ghost Rider stuff, and he can be his own self-contained story in this world. Yeah. It doesn't have to lead to anything big. Let's go do a you know a a a the Marvel's movie, but it doesn't really have to, you know what I mean? Let's just make that a, a a good trilogy or something like that. Sure. And then maybe once you have an idea of maybe the big next event, maybe the big next event could be an X-Men event. It could be. That, yeah. that affects the whole, you know, but I'm saying, but then sit and like plan it and say, right, we don't have a big event now. Let's just work on getting some characters out there and telling good, solid individual stories mm. that don't have to, that don't have to funnel into a big event because we don't have a big event set up.
0: Do you think, Rich, um, that X Men might appear as like a parallel universe that gets merged in with regular Earth, complete recast of everybody, so no one from the Fox? But I'm just saying they might explain away the fact there's already a team formed, for example, um, by saying they come from like Earth 21 or something, and they might get merged with the regular as part of a big event. You might see the team come across or something like that. I'm just, I'm just putting that out there as an idea. Do you think there's any chance of that, or will they do it organically from, you know, the start of the mutants inside the sort of regular MCU?
1: Look, I don't know. I mean, I, I was perfectly happy with Fox having X-Men technically in a separate world. I mean, I wish the movies overall were better, um, especially the last couple. <laughs> sure, yeah, yeah. But... Because uh, it's it's never it's never made any sense to me, and I think I've brought this up on the show before. Is that in the Marvel universe, where you're dealing with so many heroes with superpowers,
0: uh-huh.
1: I just can't I I can't reconcile the fact that you have a world that shuns mutants and treats mutants like yeah, yeah, disgusting no, I... rejects when you literally have yeah. you know um, the Hulk and you've got um, uh, Spider Man and you've got you know now the Eternals and you've got you know, a, a, a talking raccoon. Like, I just... Yeah, what's the difference? What's it doesn't the difference? connect yeah. well. So I, I'd be more than happy if Marvel decided, listen, we're going to do X-Men movies, but it ain't going to be... It, it's going to be a separate MCU There's universe. no chance of that happening, Rich. Zero chance. Like... Well, right. then then they can't play too heavily on the hated and feared by the world, mm. because you're now living in a world that has been saved multiple times by, by people with powers. Sure.
2: Uh,
0: I, I so, think they'll bring I it. Know. Bring it. I think they'll bring it up. But but what do you think of my idea about the the alternate Earth crashing into this Earth, and that's what brings the X Men along? Do you like that idea? I. Are you there? I
1: mean, it's probably better than what they'll do. Sorry, sure.
0: re- re- repeat again. Uh, we had a connection issue, so repeat again. Uh, so, what do you I, think?
1: Your your idea is probably better than what they'll actually end up doing. <laughs>
0: Yeah, um, now, turning to some some other news, YouTube is beginning to roll out an update that will remove the number of dislikes a video has from public view in an effort to curb harassment and dislike bombing. <laughs> Jesus Christ, dislike
1: bombing. Yeah, who, who, we, we live in a world wow. now where you clicking I don't like this video is harassment. Oh, my God. Um, but you know what I don't understand, though? Okay, so here's my question, right? You're just making it that the the public can't see the amount of dislikes, but the person who owns the video can. So is that still harassment? So what's going on? So the the actual person who loaded the video can still see what the... Yeah, they can still see whether they got 20,000 dislikes or 5,000 likes and all that. It's just not not, the public can't see it. So my point is if the person who owns the video can still see that 20,000 people downvoted the video, is that still harassment or not?
0: Yeah, I mean, I, I don't think it's harassment to down like a video anyway. I mean, I don't bother to do anything like that. But I don't know. I just, you know, you 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 paid. Oh pay. look,
1: I mean, I I if I really like a video, uh, I will give it a thumbs up. If I yeah. really fucking like, if someone was like just giving the most really stupidest take or or, or point of view, I'll different. But it, very rarely do I do either. But I have been known to do it because it's you know I want to be like, no, that is a really dumb video. Uh,
0: well, you're down. entitled. To. Yeah, you're entitled. To. Look, no, but I, I'm I just saying. But
1: it's... now that that's harassment. If I don't like you, if I don't like a video and I click down, then apparently I'm harassing someone. Jesus Christ! I just buddy. think it's hilarious. I just think it's so funny. I mean, no wonder we're living in a world where you know, no one can take criticism because we're yeah. doing everything we can to protect people from even this, even the smallest criticism yeah. of yeah. down. I don't like your video.
0: Yeah, I. I. It's weird. Uh, like, it's odd as well. I, I don't understand it. Like, if they're putting something out there... To, like, I say this to the creatives who put stuff out there, as one well myself. You put stuff out to the public, the public is allowed to respond how they want, if they like it or not. Like, you know, at the end of the day, trying to stifle that, it doesn't gain anything. Um, and, I, that might, and yeah, some people take it way too far. But at the end of the day, you put out a piece of entertainment, the, it's, it's for public consumption. And the public will react positively, negatively, or with complete apathy. All you know, all these reactions are quite possible and will happen. Um, so I'm always fascinated by some. You see a lot in comic books that all these they're too precious to ever hear anything. And it's like, look, you guys aren't putting out solid gold week after week. I'm sorry to tell you, you know, a, a lot of your product is a lot of your product is mediocre. It always has been as well, you know. So anyway, um, now. In an interview with GQ, Tom Holland reflected on his role in the Uncharted movie, now dated for release in 2022, and shared his own personal concerns about his acting performance. He said, at times, he, said he felt that at times he kind of fell under the spell of concentrating on the way that he looked in certain shocks, rather than channeling all his, of his focus solely into playing the character. As soon as you start worrying about, do I look good in this shot, acting becomes something about other than playing the character, Holland told the publication. I think there are elements in my performance in Uncharted where I kind of fell under the spell of being, I want to look good now. I want this to be the cool moment, or well, my cool moment. I had to play this very tough, very stoic guy, basically be what Mark Wahlberg. Interesting comments before a movie comes out.
1: Yeah. It also shows me that um, he was completely miscast.
0: Right. Yeah.
1: Because if you got the right person, he wouldn't have to worry about looking cool. The only thing, you, the only reason you'd be worried about looking cool and looking right is because you you don't look right.
0: Right. He's kind of got. You a don't geeky look cool
1: dog. enough to be Nathan Drake. I'm sorry.
0: Yeah. Yeah, and he's he's trying to sort of play a role where. Perhaps
1: I mean, I don't mean not... so, like he literally looks like a child.
0: Yeah.
1: In real life, he looks like a child. Yeah. And you you want me to believe he's this really cool, you know. Um, Adventurer guy who's like you know what I mean Ooh. who's like quick with the wit and yeah and, and and quick with the gun I'm just like I just don't see it I'm sorry I do not see Tom Holland as Nathan Drake it just I can't see it I cannot having have a played two it.
0: two of the games I don't see it either I've, I've played two of the games and I just don't I, I like Tom Holland but I, I don't see the connection it seems like a weird casting decision to me
1: yeah I mean you know what I mean one thing I'll say that guy in the Eternals that plays Icarus. Mm. Like Even he would look and, and be a better Nathan Drake look-wise sure. than, uh, than, than, than Tom Holland. In fact, there's probably a lot of actors who just look the part better. And guess what? When you look the part, then you can focus on the acting. Yeah. But when you don't look the part, then yes, you're probably going to spend more of your time trying to go, I've got to make it look like I am the character because uh, you look nothing like the character.
0: Yeah. Interesting. Interesting comment. Um, now, Starfield is ready to play as a world. This is the new game from the makers of Elder Scrolls, which the sci-fi game. Um, Bethesda, yes. Yes, from Bethesda. And I am looking very forward to this game. Now, Todd Howard said in a Reddit AMA that players will be able to pick their own pronouns and the character customization options and NPCs will address them accordingly. Um, Okay. Does that mean, like, I'm a Mr., I'm a Mr., Mrs., I'm a Ms., Ms., I'm, I'm a They... I'm a he. I'm a she. Yeah,
1: you can you you can pick a he, him, she, her, z, Okay bing, bong, <sighs> fo, fa, like whatever whatever the pronoun is.
0: I, I don't mind that. I mean, what what harm is there in that, really? I mean,
1: you know. But but oh no, but I don't I don't, I don't but I don't care at the end of the day. No, I don't care I, mean, either, I, like. I just couldn't I couldn't give a shit. <laughs> I, no, <laughs> I'm sorry. I,
0: I, I and I, I think it's a small percentage, but I like I'm more interested in the fact that apparently the world is ready to play. So, you know, that's that's interesting. When, when is it getting released? Stardate oh. is, is feeling confident about the release date, Todd Howard says. This is this is from an article I'm reading. November 2022. Uh, They're very confident it, about that. It,
1: it'll be 2023.
0: Yeah, I think so too, yeah. So, yeah, we'll see what happens. But I am looking forward to that game, uh, that's for sure.
1: Um. Yeah, man. I wow. will uh, I'll look forward to when I actually see more of it.
0: Yeah, but you're not a big Skyrim guy either, are you?
1: No, but I am a Fallout guy.
0: You are. That's a good point. Yeah.
1: Okay. Yeah. And they let me down with the last Fallout game, so...
0: What? Fallout 4? Um,
1: no, 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 no. That was not the last Fallout game. Oh, the last was... Fallout game was yeah. the Fallout 76.
0: Was it? Oh, okay. Mm-hmm. I never played it. That wasn't a It'll full game. Lucky. Was it? It wasn't like a full, a full. No, that was
1: a that was a an online game. That was like Destiny.
0: Oh, right. Okay. Right. Okay. Yeah. Yeah.
1: So no, uh, that no. I have to see more of the game <laughs> for them to win me back.
0: Wow. Wow. Wait. You're holding it. Before I mean, that 4 was awesome. Did you enjoy Fallout Four? Uh,
1: yes, I did. Yeah.
0: So I mean. Can, that was kind of their first prop. That was their last proper game. I don't consider their bullshit. like. Yeah. But yes. the problem
1: is, is I find lately that, um, uh, companies that used to be my, my go-to companies uh. are starting to let me down. You know what I mean? Right. Uh, Blizzard, uh, Bethesda, Bioware, you know, like these were my, like, that was my Trinity of like, uh. you know, the, 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 top game, uh, game companies. Uh. And they, they've they just like Dragon Age, you know, they've really fucked it up with Dragon Age. They, they really fucked it up with uh, Mass Effect Andromeda and with Anthem, you know. And then, uh, you know, they've just been sort of been dropping the ball with their games as well and all that. So, um, you know, um, but, you know, there's other companies that are picking up the slack a little bit now, which is, is good. But I'm just saying it's like I, I need to see more from them now because you don't get my automatic excitement anymore.
0: No. What was Anthem, Rich? Um, Can you describe to listeners what that was? was
1: Again, that was an online third-person shooter game trying to be, like, you know, tap into that Destiny, you know, always online, games for service uh, crap that it seems to be, like, uh, everyone's go-to, which, again, was just a fad. That's kind of disappearing now. Like, Like
0: that that was, am I right in saying that the most successful exponent of that, at least within the last five years, was Destiny? Destiny seemed to really do that well. Is that right?
1: Uh, yeah, and even Destiny had its problems, but I think what what got Destiny over the line was the fun gameplay.
0: Yeah, I played you know, it. It had a good fun.
1: gameplay hook. You know, mm-hmm. the, the 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 combat was was tight. It was it, it was good. It made you feel good playing it. The problem is, it just it lacked content. Right. Um, and, you know, and what, what is games for service sort mean? of like in game content?
0: What is games for service mean? Because I I never really understand what that means. Is that like a service? Games for
1: service means that it's not a single player game. It's all you, you always have to play it online. There's no offline mode. There's a server. So it's sometimes if they decide this oh. game we're shutting it down, you can never play it again. Is that like World of Warcraft? Yes. Well, well yeah, World wow. of Warcraft is more like an MMO. Right. Games for service is something that they refer to, especially I guess on consoles. Is it like Titanfall? Um, Titanfall? No, feel? no 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 so games for service on your console is going to be like the marvel avengers game that just failed recently right it's going to be destiny it's going to be Fallout 76 it's going to be anthem
0: right
1: um, it's, it's going to be the, those games are called game uh um games for service or whatever an- another recent to... one that came out which was uh outriders i think it right. was called
0: am i um, am i right in saying Anthony? rich that anthem seemed to me very much like an attempt to do Destiny again? from whoever did it it seemed
1: um no they were definitely trying to make the gameplay different Uh. um to destiny the only thing it would be like destiny is that they were trying to make it an online right um, game where everyone like you have to play online you do raids you do dungeons you 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 have to come do your dailies like they just want to keep you playing it every day every day every day i just
0: i i just maybe i'm too old but i just is is a call of duty a bit like that
1: like, no call of duty is a, is an online pvp game
0: okay right so that's different
1: yeah so the, uh, uh, call of duty is yeah it's just pvp basically right so it's you one team versus another team and you play on different yes. maps now like like Destiny battlefront like battlefront PvP. star wars
0: battlefront was like that as well
1: yeah um yeah star wars battlefront would be con- uh, i enjoyed that game It's battlefront 2 Star Wars Battlefront Two has got games for service issues in that they have a cash shop mm. where they want you to buy shit all the time, mm. but it is more of a PvP game.
0: Right. Okay. It's interesting. You you know a lot more about this kind of stuff than me. I I I, str- I, I feel like an old man. Like because I I like prefer my um my sort of like Skyrim, my my you know my Elder Scrolls games. I like well, going to the yeah, story. I've,
1: I, I've spent most of my life online playing games. Like, you know, I've, oh. I've, I've always tried MMOs and, and online games and all that sort of stuff. So, oh. um, I mean, consoles are basically MMOs. It's just that they're smaller MMOs. And so they just call them, I don't know, maybe they just didn't like the term games for uh, MMOs. So they, oh. everyone just started calling them games for service. Right.
0: Okay. That's interesting. But um, essentially,
1: they are oh, the MMO lights, basically. Gotcha. Gotcha. Gotcha.
0: Um, yeah. Okay. That's interesting. Now, apparently, Chris Pratt tried to pass on playing the MCU Star-Lord multiple times. He initially thought he wasn't the right person to play the role of Star-Lord slash Peter Quill in Guardians of the Galaxy. I mean, what a career you know decision for him to take it, though, because I mean his career's just gone crazy. But he was definitely serious. was wrong. <laughs> yeah, he was wrong. Yeah, he's perfect, I think, really.
1: No. Um, I mean, to be fair, he probably wasn't the right person for the original Star-Lord, but, I mean, for the Star-Lord they wanted to make, he was definitely the right person
0: yeah 100 um now also we had some news about henry cavill firstly he's getting apparently over a million dollars per episode for the new witcher series um that that Ooh, is... he almost
1: ended his career in the witcher by the way what do you mean by that apparently he had a very very severe um uh hamstring tear really wow in film in season two which actually almost ended uh um, the, the filming and the production of season two and wow. it could have actually affected him apparently career wise because uh, um, uh, it was such a bad tear or something like that. So
0: Jeez, it sounds like something you'd hear on the sports field more, you know, but I guess there's a lot. Of well, I mean, here.
1: these days, a lot of the, the, these sort of shows and, and uh, a lot of actors are doing a lot more of their own yeah, stunts. Uh, stunts and fight scenes and all that. So,
0: yeah. Interesting. Very interesting. Um, now, yeah, but anyway, as well, then we had some, he had some other stuff about Superman. He was saying, there's still a lot of storytelling for me to do as Superman, and I would absolutely love the opportunity. The killing of Zod gave a character a reason never to kill again. As I always say, the cape is still in the closet. He does always say that, actually, in fairness to him.
1: Yeah, um, but it's too late now. Superman's black, so he ain't never getting it again.
0: Is that confirmed? That,
1: um... I'll they... put it this way if they i'll promise you this right now if they make a black superman movie or whatever i guarantee you all movies going forward will have a black superman right you reckon you reckon really it's just okay so i did know. you okay so you remember in the flash right the tv show they made iris west black
0: yeah the guy from law and order came in yeah
1: He played the father, but, yeah, Iris was his daughter. Oh, yeah, 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 Barry's love interest. She's black, right? Yeah. In every other single animated show, movie, she's black, even though she's still white in the comics.
0: Yeah, but she's not Superman,
1: you know, in fairness to that No, 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 trust me. Once they do that, it it pretty much – it will become the norm.
0: I'd take a bet that that won't be the case. I'd take a bet that Superman will not go – to black. Well, it
1: depends. I mean, they, they're killing off Superman soon, aren't they? <laughs> Again. <laughs> I've done a, a, but I've heard that uh, a reason that they're doing a lot of the stuff, you know, creating the new Black Batman and the new Brazilian, whatever, is to get out of paying uh, royalties to the creators. So they might actually retire these characters at some point.
0: I don't think they're going to retire Superman and Batman. Really. Not the
1: name, but the actual character, like Clark Kent Kal-El. If, they're going to retire. I'll make this they don't point have right to now. Give the family's money.
0: I'll make this point right now. If they permanently, I don't mean as a gimmick. I don't mean for a year like when Batman broke his back. If they permanently retire Bruce Wayne, I will. I will say this right now. I will never buy another DC comic again. It permanently, if they do that, I'm serious. I think. It's, I think it's happening serious.
1: because don't forget these characters are also going to be a um, hundred years soon. I won't be happy, Rich. Uh, they're going to be they're going to be um Trying to get mean grumpy uh, on a friday
0: night richard i'm not happy what's it
1: <laughs> what's it what's it when a character becomes free yeah like public domain public domain so i mean they're gonna have to fight really hard or they could turn around and say you know what this is why we're going to get characters ready uh, you know like the new wonder woman the new batman uh, the new uh superman so that we can just say fuck it They can go away now. We've had them for 100 years. These are the new Superman, Batman, Wonder Woman, all that sort of shit.
0: It's going to be massively unpopular if they do that, hugely.
1: They they don't care. They're caught in new readers anyway. They don't care about old readers.
0: Well, I'm also thinking about the movies. Oh, they'll
1: still give us the old trades and shit and all that, but they're not interested in in actually keeping – in fact, think about it. Think about it, mate. They're not making any money off the old readers within you should anyway. Yeah, they'll yeah. just keep pumping out the old stuff to to keep them happy, get their money. Yeah, yeah, and then um they'll just keep trying to get that young reader in with new versions of the characters. <laughs> and then and then major, they get to like, have their they get to have their cake and eat it.
0: Yeah, but but I don't like I don't really mind like you know I don't mind John Kent and I don't mind the new Bat Black Batman whatever he's doing, but I just don't want Bruce Wayne to go away and I don't want Clark Kent to go away and I think it'd be they'd be oh. fools I think they'd be fools to do that permanently foolish like
1: I think they will at some point though I, I reckon around about the 100 the 100 year mark when uh, public domain hits so like, I, that is my prediction when
0: was it 1940 so around 2040 what are we in 2021 so you've mm. got nine, there's a long bet rich a 90year bet. Um, and I'll still be alive. Don't worry. We'll still be alive. <laughs> we, we will be the grumpy old man at the Muppets by then, literally. You know.
1: <laughs> hey, they're my favourite Muppets, so I'm fine with that. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> they're the funniest Muppets on they the show.
0: Good. They are good. They are good. Oh, I,
1: I do like Animal
0: as well. Um, yeah. Okay. Well, that's interesting. And, and you know what? I'd be very interested to get readers, oh, sorry, listeners' feedback on that. So if you've got any feedback on that please message the show message um signal doom at gmail.com or message me directly on facebook um and yeah i'll happily read that out because that's an interesting discussion point i would have thought they'll have their like, lawyer, lawyers on it you know well enough not to turn the public domain um but
1: you know again it's true but it might be very hard or whatever or they might decide you know what we can't do much with these characters if we try and change them, we always get the backlash, we always get. But we've got these new characters now who have no. Yeah, like Luke, Luke Fox. You know, they will do be the name. Want with him. Yeah, it, yeah, yeah. Luke Fox will be Batman. So there will still be Batman books. Mm. Yeah. yeah. It's I just that there'll be a new Batman that they could do whatever they want with.
0: What I think is more likely is they will have that character, but they'll also have the original Batman as well. That's what I think they'll do. I think that they'll,
1: I think, that, I think channels. they'll they'll do it. But I, I reckon that if the, I don't know, I, I my prediction is, oh. the, the the characters will be like long in the tooth. They can make money off the old reprints with the old fans and stuff and all that, and then they can take all the new characters in whatever direction they want, oh. and not have to worry about you know any backlash and crap from like people are going that's not Superman, that's not Batman, and blah blah blah. Which, you know, inevitably always happens. And as I said, and. Maybe you know, as I said, we don't know the behind the scenes thing, but I mean, oh. approaching the um, uh, the public domain, maybe it's harder than we think it is. To well, isn't it apparently like I don't know.
0: when we say public from my and and I'm not a copyright lawyer, so please don't go out and base your career decisions on this. But my understanding is that what falls into public domain in like when was Superman created 1939 in Action Comics. First appearance, I think. I think that was.
1: I think that's right. Yes. I think
0: that's right. Let's say, for argument's sake, let's say that's right. So on two two thousand and thirty nine, so twenty thirty nine, um, what falls into public domain is just what's in that first issue of Superman. So that's the character that becomes public domain. That's my understanding of it. Like, so they're quite limited in that. Like you. The character that. Yes, but 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 again,
1: but you lose all the Krypton and all that because that's in the first issue. Yeah, I I don't. Yes, you get to keep the flying and the laser beam eyes. No, but I don't think he he he, he didn't fly. The freeze breath. He jumps and shit. Like it's not all there. You lose. Yeah, you lose all the. That's what I said. You lose the flying. You lose 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 the the eye beams. You lose this sort of shit. But the whole planet Krypton exploding and him being sent as a baby—that's in the first issue.
0: Yeah, but it's not the complete Superman, so it's not Jimmy and Lois. It's not Daily Planet. It's there's but a lot. Every of
1: year after that, that shit becomes public domain. Does
0: it? That's my question. Does it or doesn't it? I don't know. Like
1: I would imagine it does. Right. If so it's you're a long work like that. I would so imagine saying, every year, and okay. then slowly you lose more and more of it to the public domain.
0: Yeah. So that's what I didn't understand. Again,
1: I could be wrong. Mm. Okay. That's my understanding of it. Okay.
0: All right. Well, we we know that. Um, with Conan, he's public domain everywhere but in the US. Um, so in the US, he's not public domain, but worldwide he is supposedly. Anyway, mm. anyway, we'll, well, we'll see. But not Conan. Well, that, in the Hey, from all
1: we know, Superman could become public domain in the rest of the world except for American. you might not get in these French and Dutch and. <laughs> italian superman
0: running in the room i have to be careful with the german superman remember from uh oh well
1: we already got the uh german what's Uberman. <laughs> he Uberman, yeah. Or Uberman like... or whatever. The, the guy Uberman who just re... he 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 really regrets
0: being part of the nazi regime
1: <laughs> and then russia can have their supermen back too they can have the red sun the red super... sun yeah they're like they're like finally <laughs> yeah can you imagine
0: like the neo-nazis get a hold of it and they just go crazy oh yeah it's public demand we can do what we want um. Yeah. Mm. So that's craziness. So breaking news, Rich. Uh, Rogue Squadron, the Patty Jenkins Star Wars movie, has been moved off the production schedule. Um. I was oh, looking okay. forward to a Rogue Squadron movie. I wasn't. No, <laughs> why? You, you, you don't like Patty Jenkins? Is that why? No, because it
1: probably wouldn't be the proper Rogue Squadron from Legends and all that with which Gentiles and all that. Sure. Uh yeah, but I but I was down for it. I, I thought a fighter pilot's
0: kinda of one. I, I hope they do a TIE Fighter series. That'd be cool. I'd watch a TIE Fighter series on Disney Plus. Will they ever give me my I TIE think, Fighter series?
1: I think what Disney need to do is just fucking stop and instead of just throwing <laughs> everything at the wall, yeah. Start fucking making a plan. Okay? Because not everything is gonna work as a TV show or a movie. Doesn't mean that you can't like something might work like I'll be honest with you. Something like um, Rogue Squadron, oh. I think, would work far better as a TV show than a movie. I agree. I agree with you. You know, so just start. Start sitting. Just just stop. Take a breath. Get yeah. some smart people around the table and decide. What sort of stories, what sort of stuff you want to do, what will work better as a TV show, what will work better as a movie, mm. what will work better as a novel or a comic book or a game or whatever, and just start sorting this fucking shit out. <laughs> Instead of
0: just like spamming us with just announcements. And
1: spamming then saying, oh no, 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 change your mind, change your mind, change your mind. <laughs> like just just stop and think and then make announcements. But they just make these announcements that just, oh my god, oh my. and then like Two, year, two years later, they're like, oh, no, no, we're not doing that one anymore. No, 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 we're not going to do that one anymore. And it's like, just yeah. sort your shit out. That's all I'm asking. Yeah, sort a bit, a
0: bit of planning. Out. Lay off the cocaine, put the crack pipe down, and uh, let's uh, let's let's make some sensible decisions.
1: Like, think about it this way. They they had a really successful game in, uh, 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 what was it called? Force uh, Unleashed? I Fallen Order.
0: Oh, yeah. Fallen
1: Order, yeah, yeah, yeah. Have they capitalized on that? Not really. Have they announced a sequel? Has the sequel come out? I mean, when did that game come out? Like,
0: oh yeah, on the specific ago? game. No, they. I don't believe they've announced a, announced one yet. No, I don't.
1: But think that's so. my point. Like, you, you, what are you doing? They're they're asleep at the wheel, man.
0: Yeah. Good point, Rich. Strong point.
1: And that's why I don't get excited for all these announcements and shit that they do because I'm just like, who cares? You're not gonna. Are you going to go through with it? You're going to change it at some point, you know, like. You're mm. gonna cancel it? Yeah. Well, it feels like that they they
0: have like the hot director, and they signed them up for something and announced it, when there's really not much behind it. Like it doesn't feel like yeah, that, well, there was like a lot there.
1: Well, well now the rumour is is that they're going to be doing a Night of the Old Republic movie. Okay. Right. But it's like sort your shit out, man. Well, you would like that, though, wouldn't you?
0: The idea of it, at
1: least, I would have it? Liked it before Disney bought it. But anyway. Yeah, I was, well, the
0: execution is is where my concern is more than, like, I like the concept of a rogue squadron thing, but like, what will they do with it? Is is another question. You know, I don't have like tons of faith in them, sort of thing. You know, my faith is quite small. Uh, I, you know, I just, I, I just, yeah, I just, my faith in them is 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 relatively small, unfortunately.
1: But also, you know what they need to do, which which I think is just a problem, is decide. Mm.
0: On what fucking era you want to maybe focus on? What era? So you mean like post Return yeah. of the Jedi, during yes. whatever you call the, wars, the clone you know, wars?
1: Because here's my thing, like you did the you did those pre sequel movies, right? Mm. Yeah. But everything you've done uh since that, since that flop, is either O T based mm. or just after the O T. Yeah, like just post
0: Return of the Jedi.
1: Yeah. But it's all in that OT period now. Yeah. Either in the middle or just after.
0: Yeah. Yeah.
1: So decide, okay, is that what you're going to do? Are you going to basically scrap the sequels and say, pretend they didn't happen and we're going to just spend all of our time in the Mandalorian area. Now that's going to be our main focus. We'll have some odd little shit here and there, you know, about Jedi fallen order and, you know, uh, you know, uh, knights of the old republic and all that sort of shit but our main focus is going to be this five-year period after the you know we're going to pick up after return of the jedi but you would like that wouldn't building you? that you would like that wouldn't you rather than sequels uh if 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 it if it negated and scrapped the sequels yes right if it's all leading up to the sequels no <laughs> do you think they could potentially and i'm speculating
0: you know what i mean do you think they could potentially do some sort of, like, Star trek time jump thing and, and disregard the sequels because they suck so hard? Is that possible? You know, they could re- I reboot? I, don't, I,
1: don't, all I, I I would just say, I, I would just pretend that they never happened. Yeah, yeah. Uh, that would be the easiest solution, is if you go and spend the next 10 years building the post-Jedi, uh, 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 Return of the Jedi uh. era, most people probably forget about the sequels. Because yeah. don't forget, when the originals came out, how many comics and stuff came out uh, in that time frame between the movies? Lots. You know, Marvel had the license, and they were pumping out comics and shit. George said, none of this is canon, but they were pumping it out. There has not been really any comics of the sequels.
0: Oh, that's a good point, actually. Yeah, because the because the, the the Star Wars comics that come out are currently between Empire Strikes Back or Return of the Jedi, I believe.
1: All the comics that come out are about the bounty hunters during uh, the the OT uh, period. It's yeah. about yeah the the original characters during the OT period, and then they've got the High Republic, which is in between Old Republic and uh, prequels. Yeah, but there is no real comics or anything or games or mm. Anything like that that is set in the sequel period,
0: and that's because Disney want to keep that clear for themselves, I assume, like to you know make but again, up they, their own but, rules.
1: But again, when the OTs came out in the prequels, there were comics all the time—comics, novels mm. coming out, like just expounding upon and uh, setting up things and, and and covering in between the movies and stuff. There's been nothing like that for the sequels.
0: Yeah, yeah, I, I don't know why that is, Rich, but you've you've made a good point. Made a very good point, a strong point.
1: Yeah, I think they're embarrassed about the sequels. They don't want to come out and say that we made a mistake, but I think they, I think they, you know, slowly, quietly behind the scenes, are like just pretend it didn't happen. Yeah. yeah, just keep focusing on the Mandalorian, just that's keep... some money maker. That's where all the fucking money's coming from. Just we're gonna keep saying that period there.
0: Yeah, well, I mean, that might make some sense, you know. I don't necessarily, yeah, they 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 sort of dug themselves a grave in not having a strong storyline um, in the sequel trilogy. And I don't know, it's it's, it's the old, it's, you know, you put out a trilogy of movies. It's like the X-Men movies at Fox. Like, in the end, like, they made some really good movies, but, like, the last couple were terrible. And, you know, especially Dark Phoenix. And sort of like, imagine Disney hadn't bought Fox. Fox would have had to have rebooted, you know, to the X-Men again. if Because if Fo- those movies were going nowhere. You know what I mean? Like, they would have been forced to reboot it. Yeah. Um.
1: No, yeah, of course. Yeah, of course. Yeah, so... Yeah,
0: interesting point. But regardless, Rogue Squadron's off the schedule. Now, Richard, I want your honest... You know, give me your real feedback here. There's a report that Green Lantern HBO Max show it has a tone similar to Watchmen. Um, It might have a Watchmen-like tone, but the show's epic scope likely means a different kind of darkness from the previous HBO series, i.e. Watchmen. What's your view on this, Rich? You're the Green Lantern uh, Those girl.
1: are two completely contradictory statements. Mm. Okay. So the tone is going to be the same as the Watchmen, but it's going to be a different kind of darkness from the Watchmen. Is, what, is, it, is it different or is it the, the same tone? what do you think about this whole dark yeah, I'm not, not saying you're saying that but if if you're going for the watchman then i'm really not interested in your fucking green lantern show honestly yeah if you're going for a watchman tone i really have no interest in your yeah. show. yeah that. that's what i'm saying you've you've just
0: got you have basically got very you're very sort of like uh how can i say uh suspicious of of what they're going for
1: well, why would that be your reference? Yeah, I don't know. What the fuck is it about Watchmen that is like, wow, that may really be great for Green Lantern? What? Yeah. No, you know what's a perfect tone for Green Lantern that you should be aiming for? Lethal Weapon. Lethal Weapon. That's the tone you should be aiming for with your Green Lantern show.
0: Wow, that's a that's a callback.
1: Like a buddy cop. Well, it's thing. a cop show. It's exactly, it's a cop show. Uh, yeah, uh, and you've got two odd couple, odd pay um, cops yeah. who kind of forced to work together and then become friends. That's the tone. Sure. Aim for the lethal weapon tone for the show. That's interesting. That's
0: an interesting point. But instead, are they uh, look? I don't quite understand. Like I, I didn't watch all that Watchmen show. I, I found it a bit boring. Um, but I, I I saw nothing about it that made me think Green
1: Lantern. <laughs> no, we yeah, exactly the tone that they say in, in my mind when they say we're going to tone is dark, dreary. No one gives a shit. Yeah, hope is all gone. Like everyone's given up. I'm not interested in that. No, that's 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 I'm not interested in that either. That's 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 not my cup everyone's a piece of shit. I'm not interested.
0: No, but but that also doesn't seem like very Green Lanterny anyway. Like. I've read, I've read a fair tons of it, and I'm like, I don't really ever get that sense from Green Lantern that it's like, oh my god, the world's a cesspool,
1: you know? Yeah, exactly. Uh, when when I read Watchmen, when I watched Watchmen and all that, I never once turned and said, wow, this is just like Green Lantern. Yeah.
0: <laughs> <laughs> yeah. No, it's weird. It's it, it's an odd it's an odd comparison, and I don't quite understand it. Like maybe they. are me doing it, meaning like, you know how they're always saying, you know what would be really cool, a Star Wars show set around um, like the inner layers of Coruscant, you know, like that kind of like bounty hunters, like the alien dark underbelly of the Star Wars universe. Maybe they believe that in in like the interstellar dark side of the DC sort of thing like the crime and the corruption. Just say that.
1: Just say we're going for a, you know, a seedy galaxy where, you know, uh, Green Lanterns have to try and bring... Order and hope, or something back, yeah, to like a a a a galaxy that's given up, or you know faces too much crime. But I mean, I don't understand the don't. Uh. I just don't get that because the problem is, is that like the Watchmen themselves are shit people as well.
0: Well, they're flawed, you know. Like, let's
1: be honest, the Comedian's a
0: piece of shit. I love the Comedian, Richard. You know that. Yeah, you haven't. Yeah, but he's a rapist. Okay, he did rape. He did. Yeah, it's possible. He's a
1: murderer. He's a rapist. He's a piece of shit. <laughs> like, but I'm just saying, like, no one there is like this, like stand up person that you would look to. Uh, Night Owl. Like Night Owl. Night Owl's pretty stand up. Yeah, but even himself, he you know he he gave up and got fat and yeah, you so, know, look, like, there's a problem with his glasses. Ro- Rorschach? Rorschach. Fat and, Rorschach? and stuff like Rorschach. Oh, he's no, Rorschach crazy. is fucked in the head, man. Come he is on, he's pretty crazy. He, but he does have morals he means well he means well but he he goes too far what about suspecta
0: <laughs>
1: she's okay i don't know she's i i kind of feel like she only really cared about the the fame yeah and the attention yeah they they're all flawed they're basically all flawed yeah but that's my point but like, i don't want i'm not looking for green lanterns to be like that i'm not looking no. for a I'm not looking for like three thousand six hundred Green Lanterns mm. to all be flawed and pieces of shit and and corrupt yeah. and yeah. all that sort of stuff. The reason you get the ring yeah. is because you are, and that's why it's a case like say uh, Sinestro is rare.
0: Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, like Hal Jordan is the man without fear, isn't he? You know. Well, they're all
1: without fear. That's, that's what makes you agree. Yeah, lantern. but but like the
0: reason the ring found him was because he had the qualities to be a Green Lantern. Am I right? That's what I thought anyway
1: well yeah okay look jeff johns did retcon it a little bit um whereas the original was that you yeah you had no fear mm. and of course jeff johns was like well that's stupid you know because mm. there's no such thing as someone without fear so he said "A green lantern is chosen because they have the ability to overcome great fear yeah like yeah. they are the people who don't shy from fear but he still he fear. still had those qualities
0: yeah. is what i'm saying those admirable qualities. No, no, that's, yeah yeah
1: yeah they just changed the wording of the qualities. But, yes, he's someone who doesn't give in to fear. Right. He overcomes fear. He he wins against fear and all that. And, again, that's not the type of person that I feel like uh, a bunch of people chosen to be grand and be like all these seedy, corrupt, yeah. you know, shitty uh, cops around the galaxy kind of thing. As I said, I just – I don't know. It's just – it's a really odd um, – It is. It's, a, it's an odd reference. It's yeah. an odd reference. That's all I can say. It's, I, just, it's really
0: odd. I hope it's also a wrong reference. You know what I mean? I, I'm hoping it's it's bullshit. Yeah, basically. I could. I hope he's just
1: talking shit, pulling crap out of his ass. Maybe that's the only other sh- reference he has. Maybe he's like, I don't really watch a lot of yeah, superior stuff. I'm just gonna say uh, Watchmen. I really enjoyed Watchmen. I'm gonna say it's got that tone. Yeah.
0: Well, and uh, to a lot of people who are just very very casual comic booky, they do know Watchmen, you know, and they know it's well regarded. Yeah, you, you know, like it's yeah, always possible. Yeah, I'm just I'm just putting that there as an idea. Now, another former Peter Parker actor says he wasn't invited to reprise his role in Spider-Man: No Way Home. This time it's Nicholas Hammond, who played Parker in the 1977 TV series The Amazing Spider-Man. The telly movies. These were huge to me as a little kid. Rich, I saw both of these, and and I it it did exactly what Stan Lee was hoping. I got so invested in them, and everyone was like, "They're so shit." And I'm sure if I watch them now, they would be laughable. But as a little kid, like five, six, I, I thought these things were amazing. I was a Spider-Man convert from, you know, and I wasn't small. Have you seen them? Are you familiar with it?
1: Yeah, 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 yeah. I saw, I saw them uh, when I was a little bit older. Yeah, they did look a little bit goofy, but they did remind me a little bit of like the, um, you know, like the Adam West. Yeah. I mean, um, like, you know, uh, silliness and all that, but you know what sucks is that, like, he doesn't have to come back as a, a Spider-Man, but, I mean, yeah, they could give him a cameo in it or yeah, like, they yeah, could yeah. give him a, a small part of a character or something they like that. They could toss or, this guy know. a bone.
0: Like, there were little kids in the late 70s and early 80s who adored them. Do you know what I mean? And they were designed for young <clears> audiences and, you know, we thought it was fantastic and it introduced us to the... It really made Spider-Man, for us, seem real. You know what i mean like i remember being a little Wasn't kid he,
1: in, he was in
0: um i don't know what else he was in i i only know he's uh the it.
1: fucking the, the 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 julie andrews what's it um sound of music was he in the sound of music I,
0: as a kid i don't know the i don't know if he was in the sound of music yeah no idea
1: um i'm not sure about i thought that. he was i thought i don't know why i thought i thought he was christopher Plummer. I know was he was quite a man no, no, Christopher Plummer was the, the dad in all that, but I could have sworn Nicholas Hammond was in. Well,
0: um, the answer to that question, I I, I don't know. But I, I do think it's a shame that they're sort of running away, you know, and, and, and not throwing the guy a, a bone, you know. Like, like Bruce Campbell always got those him, roles.
1: Him, make him just like a reporter or something at the Daily Bugle or, you know, make him like a S.H.I.E.L.D. agent or something. Just like, just have him have a fucking cameo, man.
0: Totally agree. Totally agree. Um, but, you know, and especially if there's going to be all this Spider-Man. I- I've got a question. Do you think there's any chance they might do the clone saga and have, like, you know, Toby Maguire playing sort of a clone or something like that, you know? No. I guess a clone has They're to look the same, effect. doesn't they? Yeah. Or similar,
1: you know? Well, un- unless you Star Wars, in which case you do um, uh, female versions of Django fit. What?
2: <laughs>
1: what? Uh, apparently, in the the latest Star Wars animated show, I think it's called The Bad Batch. Yes, yes. There's a there's a girl in the show called uh, uh, Omega, mm-hmm. Omega, Omega, and she is a female clone. Right. I actually
0: I did not realise they even had those. Okay.
1: Yeah.
0: Like I mean, from of Django, yeah, and then she's yeah, yeah, yeah.
1: It's the Django jeans, but. Um, came out as a girl. Wow. Well,
0: I, I mean, I don't know what to say to that, other than I guess it's the future. And they can do shit with technology. Um,
1: I guess is how they get around that. Uh, now, David Chase. I mean, I, do, I don't know why you, why the scientists would do that, but sure, I guess they could if they wanted to. Well, I mean, I'm just, I'm, am I'm speculating. Like, I assume
0: they just wanted a bit of representation on the show. I'm sure. And oh, um, yes, of course.
1: And of course, it's for that.
0: That's how they worked around it. like. But, yeah, that is interesting. Uh, now, David Chase, the creator of The Sopranos, has finally revealed Tony Soprano's fate in the Sopranos series finale um, and where, where the 2007 series finale left viewers wondering what happened to Tony in that diner. Have you watched The Sopranos, Rich?
1: I couldn't give two shits.
0: Really? Wow crime not your cup of tea don't, is don't
1: watch sopranos don't watch breaking bad i love breaking don't bad. watch any of that shit why high quality tv rich i'm um, just i'm not attracted to the criminal life
0: oh breaking bad has a lot more than just the criminal life in it though i will say that
1: mm. he's a criminal who becomes like a drug lord doesn't he
0: yeah but there's a lot that's going on in that show. I've watched four seasons. There's a lot of stuff in that show.
1: And again, I'm I'm not interested in a teacher's slide into. But it's not just him. That there's crime there's, and becoming a crime lord. But there's all this.
0: Uh, there's all this. You're missing out, man. There's all this interpersonal stuff, man. That's really interesting.
1: I, mean, I, mate, I don't like <laughs> watching shows about sleazy people. I just couldn't give two yeah, but, shits but about they're, watching they're, sleazy they're,
0: fuckers. They're not all sleazy. Entertain me. They're not all sleazy though. When you watch the show, like there's, it's it's more complicated than that, man. I'm telling you,
1: it's, right? Sorry, eighty percent of the people on the show are sleazy. Sorry, I didn't mean to include the twenty percent that's not.
0: Well, I'm just saying that there is, yeah, there's 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 a lot of human drama in Breaking Bad. Oh, that's the whole point of it. Because at the end of the day, like even these criminals, Richard, like uh, we hate to admit it, but and I hate to admit it as a Judge Red fan, but like even they are, are human beings and have, you know, flaws and uh, capacity for goodness inside them and stuff like that. Even they have, you know, made compromises to get to where they are. Like, I will say this. I've not watched Sopranos, um, but he made a good point. He was saying all these people who always talk about how bad Tony Soprano is and how he deserved to get his ending. He said, you guys watched him for X many seasons. Don't tell me that in some way you don't love him as well. You know? Um, and I think he made a good point when he said that. Like, it's fair enough for you, Rich. I mean, you've flat out like, well, you know, you're not interested. But for those who have watched Tony Soprano and celebrated his exploits over X many years, don't try to make out like you're not at some point invested in his, in his, in his world. You know. Like he is a criminal. Oh yeah,
1: uh, uh, if you're watching that for however what I don't know how many seasons it went for was it like six or seven or something like that. Yeah, whatever many seasons it went for. I mean, yeah. I mean, if you're watching that, going, oh yeah, I watched that to see him <laughs> get his comeuppance at the end. I'm like, well then you're a fucking idiot. Yeah, but uh, but yeah, I'm sure
0: they yeah, there's more to it than that. But anyway, I I haven't watched Sopranos, but I do want to watch it on HBO Max, and apparently it's had a massive spike in viewership since they put out the prequel, uh, the Many Saints of Newark. Um, they've put out the prequel with his son playing him, a young him, like James Goldafini's son. Um, so, yeah, interesting, interesting times. Now, Richard, I wanted to get your take. Uh, Big Bird has finally got the COVID vaccine. He announced the news on Twitter as kids, as kids age five and older become eligible for the vaccine. Rich, we often know you as, you know, you, you took your time to get the vaccine. Where are you on Big Bird? Big Bird can fuck off. <laughs> you 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 don't like be birds like you know taking the vaccine for the safety of the kids cuz he's a kid uh, himself. No. Like... Well one
1: one hang, hang one we've not had any long-term studies of this vaccine. I know it's a it's an emergency thing, but we don't know the effects of this and the problem is that the, it's not a it's not necessary for kids that young to be vaccinated. Oh. Uh, complications with kids with the with COVID with the coronavirus is like zero point zero 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 three percent or something like that. Like it's not worth jabbing all these kids to then find out five ten years later that uh, it's caused problems or it's caused like harm that we didn't see coming. Sure. Um, I mean, if if children were dying. You know like in record numbers and like it was really affecting kids then i would say sure it's mm. an emergency we've got to think of the now but the kids are the least at danger with this thing so
0: what about the fact that the kids do get vaccines for stuff all the time Like they have vaccines for polio and. but that's stuff else. that we've yeah but
1: that's stuff that we've tested and sure. we've got long-term data on it
0: right, i just want to get your view because I knew, I knew that you were i know you got double vax but you 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 were certainly more hesitant than me i was like just give it to me i don't care um uh, what else was I going to say oh yeah the, so apparently back in the 60s or 70s i guess the 70s he he was promoting vaccines then you know for polio and measles and all that kind of stuff so it's not the first time uh, big bird's been using this capacity um but there was a bit of there was a bit of pushback from the conservatives in the us for sure the anti-vaxxers and stuff um and but just it,
1: let kids be kids man Just let them be kids.
0: Yeah, but if if you went by that philosophy, people, they wouldn't have been vaccinated for polio or smallpox or anything,
1: you know? Uh, I'm sure that the parents weren't waiting for Big Bird (laughs) to tell their kids to get the polio vaccine. I'm sure the parents were looking into that themselves.
0: I know, but it's just part of that kind of brainwashing style, you know, that kind of... Teach them math.
1: Teach them to be nice people. Teach them them how to, to treat kids that are different. That's the important shit that Big Bird can be teaching them, not sure. not, not telling them that you get a, a vaccine for something that they don't even fucking understand.
0: Okay, where are you on the... I'm going to bring up something else, Rich. Uh, we've covered it before on Signal before your time, the AIDS Muppet. So they, they brought in a AIDS, uh, like a Muppet that had AIDS, and they brought that into Sesame Street. Um, and I thought that was a really good move, HIV-positive Muppet. To you know, show kids. See, I think that works. I think it. I think it, it. It can show kids that, like, you have like gay Muppets and Muppets with HIV and Muppets with this or Muppets with that. It is a way to teach kids at a very young age that these are people too. That's what I personally believe.
1: Uh, um, sh- I disagree.
0: Yeah, I thought you would, but
1: why? <laughs> well, I'm sorry, but kids don't. Kids don't even know what AIDS is, man.
0: But that's teaching. Kids
1: on, I don't. I don't even think AIDS was is, is again was AIDS massive in, in in young kids. Well, I mean, unless they were born from it from their from their their, yeah, their, their parents or something happened. like that. Were kids getting AIDS at like a an epidemic rate?
0: I don't know, but it's it's it, it's a way to sort of teach them that there's this virus called HIV. You know, people can potentially have it. Like they're not monsters for having it, kind of thing. That kind of stuff. You know.
1: I. Again, I'm more about teaching kids about stuff that they understand and things that are a bit more uh, uh, relevant to their lives and and stuff that they're dealing with. It's mostly adults that are dealing with HIV and AIDS or not, so I just don't. You know, maybe maybe get a Muppet on there that, that deals with, like, kids that have certain conditions that most kids have. Like autism and, and or teach something. The kids like teach, autism or something yeah, like that. Yeah, teach the kids about treating those kids yeah. who they'll see more often and have more dealings with. Don't – again, just – I just I think that a lot of the shit is just for – clicks. It's, it's, it's all for like, political crap and all that sort of shit and, yeah, like, yeah. and, and stuff. Like, kids – there's no need for a kid to know what AIDS is. It's not relevant to them at that age whatsoever.
0: Yeah, I, I guess the semester at age two is pretty much almost pre-preschool or preschool age. Like it's very young. Yeah,
1: so but actually. even if it's two, three, four, five years old, it's, what, why? just let them be kids stop teasing them about the oh my god this is what aids is and this is what it does to people It's like why this is what
0: the crack academic is kids
1: Sweet. yeah this is how they die this is how they will look once you get aids and you know you'll you can't and it's like why are you scaring kids <laughs> that it's not they don't need to know that they can wait till they're older in don't touch and crack don't t-
0: touch don't them. do needles don't do heroin kids the kids are
1: like you know, what the yeah fuck? like once a kids maybe like 12 13? Oh, no, I, I, I believe these
0: days from seven upwards they should be hearing that kind of stuff. I think kids these days are switching on pretty early, man. I, I honestly believe from seven or eight well, they need to be yeah. seen, so no to drugs. I don't know. Yeah.
1: I, I agree that probably kids are getting a warped sense of the world because they're on the iPad from like fucking five
2: mm,
1: Yeah. and and watching all these random stupid YouTube videos and weird shit. That's probably what's warping them. But, I mean, that's really up to adults to really keep their kids off their crap until they're a bit older. Yeah.
0: <laughs> I like it rich uncle rich comes in you know
1: I'm, I'm an advocate of let kids be kids man just sure. let kids be kids teach them things that are relevant to them at their age and stuff that they are going through and maybe the type of like you know um like if you see a kid with cancer or something like that sure. you know because they're bald yeah. or something like that That's stuff that's relevant to them because they will see that sure I hear you no mean. kid is going to probably have any really dealings with uh, a, a a kid with HIV or something like that because again they could have, but it's but HIV, it's could from the day they born. It's true. It's
0: true. Um, okay, now you've got a thing here about Michael Myers. What's happening with Michael Myers? He's being accused of something. He's
1: a homophobe.
0: <laughs> He's not just a mass murderer. He's now a homophobe
1: as well. No, this is a no, no, far. no, worse. <laughs> Worse. worse worse than his mass murdering of innocents. Yeah, he's, he's not just a mass murderer, but worse, what? he's a homophobe. now Because he killed a gay couple in the most recent movie.
0: He did. And that,
1: is, he, that was the worst thing he's ever done.
0: He did. And I've seen the movie, and I do run a very pro-LGBT podcast. But I will say this for Michael Myers. I didn't see it as targeting them just because they were gay. He, he's also targeted a lot of straight women. It is time, and couples—women, straight,
1: straight men, heterosexual couples—lesbians. Like, well, yeah, he's
0: he's he's sometimes. I'm sure in the earlier
1: movies, he killed a couple of lesbians. He must have.
0: I don't know, about I I can't think of it off the top of my head. But he's definitely killed couples dating back to the first movie. Um, so him killing couples well, is is in keeping with his.
1: Well, you know, here's my thought: if he was going around killing like straight people, right? And then he came across this gay couple and he was like, oh, fuck, I'm not touching that. Yeah. Wouldn't that make him a homophobe? Yeah, I think this is a – how big yeah, a scandal not, was not, this, Rich? Not was touching
0: this, them. Was this was this a big scandal, Rich, or was this like one of those blink images you miss uh, it was. It
1: was it, I, I believe it was trending a little bit on on Twitter and there were some people writing some articles about it and all that. So, it, it, you know, it made a bit of a splash.
0: Wow. Um, that is funny. Now, you've got some news on the Wicked casting. What's going on?
1: Yeah, so funny enough, remember how we just randomly brought up Wicked because I think we were just talking about musicals. Yes, and I was very much. And a- then I was saying how Ariana Grande was cast in the show, loves. and who I love. Uh, We were using that. I think we were talking about "Careful What You Wish For." Anyway, yes, just happened to be looking up some news and all that, and then I came across a story which I thought was really funny. That um, uh, there, there's a petition. Um, uh, what's those things called? Um Change.org or some crap, whatever, whatever right. it is, where forty-three over 43,000 people have signed this petition, right? Mm. And the petition is to not cast James Corden in the movie.
0: He is annoying. He was in Cinderella recently, and he was fucking annoying.
1: Like, well, he was in that. He's got his own show, and I believe he was in that horrendous uh, uh, Cats, Cats movie yeah. adaptation that they did. But anyway, I just thought it was hilarious. That there's a petition <laughs> to keep James Gordon out.
0: Yeah, well, I mean, I'm not going to sign it, but I do agree with the with the concept. Keep him out, please. He he's fucking. Annoying. He,
1: he, is, he is an annoying little guy. Uh, yeah. You know, or when I say little, he's short, but he's quite round.
0: Yeah. Um. Yeah. No, please. Now, Black Panther: Wakanda Forever has temporarily shut down production, while well, Letitia Wright, uh, famous, you know, as an anti vaxxer recovers from an onset injury. Um. Gee, the internet's turned on her, Rich, in recent days, Shuri. Um...
1: Can I just say, I, I think um, that, that term anti-vaxxer gets thrown around way too easily. I knew you'd put me up on a, Rich. But that's because you almost are one, Richard. You're 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 You aren't
0: quite one, but you're almost one.
1: No, I'm anti-mandate. <laughs> I'm pro-choice.
0: <laughs> Jesus, okay.
1: Remember, people love to say they're pro-choice. Pro-choice, <laughs> you know? <laughs> abortion (laughs) pro-choice but apparently if you don't want a a a needle in your arm they're like no no choice no choice i uh, I thought you were pro-choice i
0: knew that um you would react to the storyline when i said and
1: look to be fair an anti-vaxxer is someone who says i don't believe in it no one should take it yeah you know all that sort of stuff if someone just says look i don't want to take it i don't i'm not comfortable taking. it that's not an anti-vaxxer to me that's just someone that doesn't want a the injection you know maybe they'll change their mind at some point but right now they just don't yeah uh, feel comfortable getting it but the, everyone gets labeled an anti-vaxxer for like you know for just not wanting to get a vaccine like it's just it's so yeah, weird Yeah, but the I argument mean, is all, that if, know, if someone doesn't get a flu vaccine are they an anti-vaxxer
0: but the argument is that if they come to the set and aren't vaccinated they could spread it on the set, that's the that's the concern. So
1: the vaccinated people? Well, you
0: can still catch it if you're vaccinated. You still well, can catch apparently it. Apparently,
1: the people that are catching it now are all the vaccinated people. So, tell me, does the vaccine work?
0: Well, from my understanding, the actual in the states, the higher proportion of people catching COVID are the unvaccinated in Texas. So apparently, well, all the
1: celebrities, all the celebrities that are catching the vaccine now, there's been quite a few. They all been double vaccinated. Probably some of them even be triple vaccinated. But
0: you, you can still catch it. It just lessens the symptoms, basically. Yeah.
1: So my point is, okay, so okay, so whether you are vaccinated or not, you can get COVID, right?
0: It's a lot more serious if you're not vaccinated, though. For you, that's what the reason. Not for the person who's
1: vaccinated. What do you mean? No, yeah, yeah. It, it, it's, her, it's her choice that if she gets it, uh-huh. she's going to have the most severe Oh, right, symptoms. yeah, that's what you're saying. Yeah,
0: yeah, yeah, yeah. If
1: you get it, because here's the thing, two vaccinated people can still give each other COVID. Can they? I don't know. Yes. Okay, all right. Well, I don't know. You will just, if you do get it, uh. you will just, in fact, they say now the super spreaders are the vaccinated people.
0: Uh, I don't know, Rich. So yeah, my point but... is,
1: it's just, it's people's choice, man. Like it's, it's your choice. If you, you're going to get COVID at some point, probably oh. you see now all the people that are, that are vaccinated, get in the, yeah, but, in COVID. but if, I got, from, if I got it, if
0: I got it, let's you're vaccinated, let's say we had lunch next week and I got it off you. I, I think I'd probably get a lesser version of it because you've got a lesser version of it because you're vaccinated.
1: No, you'll get, no, you'll get a lesser version regardless.
0: Right. Okay.
1: That's the whole point of the vaccine.
0: Well, I don't the know. Vaccine is I'm a fan of no jab, no job. That's me. But you're the opposite, aren't you? You're, you're...
1: no. I, I'm vaccinated, so I'm safe. I'm happy. I know I'll probably get it at some point, either from someone who's vaccinated or not vaccinated. I'm going to get it at some point. I'm the. I've got the vaccine to reduce yes. my symptoms, that's or true. to even probably maybe only have it for a day or two. Yep. You know, that's the whole point of it. So I don't really give a fuck what other people are doing. I'm not. That would be like me living my life, going, "Oh my God, do you have the flu? Stay away from me." "Oh my God, do you have the flu? Stay away from me," because I don't want to get the flu. Uh. But I'm going to get the flu at some point. Yeah. Yeah.
0: No. Fair enough. Fair enough. Fair. Fair point and fair point for discussion.
1: But um, I don't and know. By the way, I work in retail, and I have I that point of view. By the way, no, I, know. I don't. work in even a office or closer from people. I work every day face to face with people, and I don't care if they're vaccinated.
0: No, I know you are on the front lines for sure. Whereas I'm. I work from home um, and I really only go out for tennis and to do a bit of shopping. Um, you know, I'm, I'm pretty much staying at home uh, or for exercise just in general. But yeah, you, you are out there on the front line and, and have been throughout the whole pandemic, so it's a lot tougher for you. Um, the sentence, Zack Snyder is the blueprint, is trending across social media um, with the director's fans declaring he paved the way for Western myth in a superhero genre. Um and also wow, what
1: are they smoking? I wouldn't mind some of that.
0: Yeah, well, it all started because the Eternals director, I believe, said it as well. She said that Zack Snyder yeah, was. Well,
1: she's an idiot.
0: <laughs>
1: <laughs> yeah, read re- read what she said, and then other people can maybe agree with me that she's an idiot.
0: What did she actually say? Um, oh yeah, okay, so oh. I've got it, I've got it here. Sorry, I didn't realize I actually had the news here. Um, she stated, of all the modern interpretations of Superman. This is Zack Snyder's with Man of Steel, which inspired me the most because he approached the, this myth in a very authentic and very real way. I remember thinking it was Superman by Terence Malick when I saw it on the trailer. This film left a strong impression on me. But Icarus is, of course, our own take on Superman. So that was Chloe Zoe, um talking about Snyder's Superman. What you, I mean, I found that Man of Steel movie very dull and boring.
1: Apart I'll from reiterate, she's an idiot.
0: So just point blank, basically,
1: yeah. Fair enough. Zack Snyder has literally given us probably the. I would much rather watch. Um, what's that guy's name? Brendan Ralph. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Brandon, Brandon Ralph. Ralph.
0: Brandon Ralph. I would yes.
1: much rather watch his Superman. Uh, a trilogy of his Superman than, um, than Zack Snyder's.
0: Yeah, yeah, but me too, probably. Yeah, um, yeah. That was that was boring, and I'm not even context.
1: a big fan of the Brandon Roth one, but I would much rather watch his one than yeah. than Zack Snyder's one. Yeah.
0: Fair enough, man. Fair enough. Um, yeah, I think I think <laughs> like she's she's full of it. I think she. I, I think he did do a good a good job with Watchmen. I, I really thought he did a good job with Watchmen personally.
1: Again, Zack Snyder is very good at adapting graphic novels. I will give him. I will give him that. Yeah, if it's Watchmen, if it's Three Hundred. You know, he is very, very good at adapting a graphic novel and getting the panel to screen. That's it. He's not good at making his own stuff.
0: No, I tend to agree with you there, Rich. And the problem is he thinks he is, you know.
1: (laughs) Yes. Oh, God, yes. Well, I mean, it started with that sucker punch. My God. Beautiful movie, but terrible movie.
0: Yeah, yeah, yeah. Agreed. I totally agree
1: like visually beautiful man that visually and like the choreography and the fight scenes and the cinematography it's fucking beautiful but it's an awful movie yeah no i agree <laughs> it's a inco- it's an incoherent mess
0: yeah totally agree i don't know if i saw it with you rich but uh, i was definitely around that period i think
1: we saw it i think we saw it together yeah, I, like I've, many years ago
0: yeah eons ago but uh, but we and we were in greens at the time though it's like that was apparent then you know like it wasn't like it was we saw that, and we're like, okay, so Zack Snyder can't write his own material. <laughs> like,
1: yes, yeah, for sure. Again, and he's proven that time and time again. Like yeah. he can give him a good adaption, man. Give him like, like seriously, you should have just given him the Dark Knight Returns to make.
0: Yeah,
1: yeah. And he would have, and he would have done that graphic novel panel for panel, page for page, and and would have looked like and felt like the 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 comic book come to life. Mm, totally agree. But he's just not really good at crafting his own his own building blocks and his own worlds and all that. Cause I just, he's too focused on the shot. Yeah. He's too focused on what does it look like?
0: Yeah. No, you're right. Does it's it true. look good? Have
1: I got the shot right? It's like, but you, but your story makes no sense, man.
0: Very much a visual director, um,
1: mm.
0: you know, and, and in the most simplistic way possible, almost.
1: Uh, Now president. But that's not a bad thing. You could no, be the guy yeah. that brings the comic books to life, the, yeah. the graphic novels. Yeah. Uh, you should have just brought graphic novels to life your whole career. And you probably would have made a very, fucking successful uh, career out of that mm,
0: definitely uh president yusuke masuda said that marvel's avengers uh this is the video game was an ambitious games a service release that overcame many obstacles including the transition of working from home however it was not as successful as the company would have liked okay well
1: i don't think it was anywhere close to as successful i don't even think it was <laughs> even close to what you would have liked yeah did
0: it break even maybe just
1: i uh, know it's lost money man it's lost money
0: Then it's definitely not as uh, successful as they would have liked. i mean
1: for christ's sake it's part of the um uh probably they needed microsoft money just to even get some money back to put it on games pass for christ yeah sake.
0: i know i know and that's always a, a bad sign
1: and i haven't touched it even though it's technically for free yeah me either
0: me either i haven't even
1: i haven't touched it's it before. i'm like i'm not interested in your piece of shit.
0: oh by the way rich something we should do over the next couple of weeks is play a bit of back for blood On um, Xbox. Yes. I've downloaded it. I've downloaded downloaded it, ready to go. I've downloaded it. Okay. Uh, Some news on Batman. Robert Patterson delivers a raw, intense portrayal of Batman as a disillusioned, desperate vigilante awakened by the realisation that the anger consuming him makes him no better than the ruthless serial killer he's hunting. Jesus Christ. Like, Batman's as bad as a serial killer now? Like, this is bullshit, man. All oh, right, this is taking it too far, you know.
1: This the, the, this is my take.
0: <laughs> what,
1: what was your take? Falling, falling asleep. <laughs> like, but it's all it's, this it, shit that they keep talking just puts me to sleep. It's such fucking jargon,
0: <laughs> actor yeah.
1: Hollywood speak that I just go, <sighs> Yeah,
0: it is. It so is. You were
1: talking? You were talking? Sorry.
0: It, he's like, It's just so dark. It's so goddamn dark. Like, you know, yes. He's as bad as a serial killer. I'm like, is he actually killing people? Because that's how bad he'd have to be to be the serial killer.
1: I just wish these actors and Hollywood would understand, we just want a fucking good comic book movie.
0: Yeah, I
1: know. We don't need you to reinvent the wheel. We really don't. Like, We've had far more versions and takes of Batman in the comic books that you're not even fucking aware of. What you're doing is not new, right? Or something we've never seen before. Just make a goddamn movie.
0: Yeah, I agree. I agree with you there, Rich. Uh, so we had some Spider-Man stuff here, and I want to kind of dial into this because I feel as if, you know, it's, it's kind of like, bring it up again, bring it up again, centre it, let's put Spider-Man back out on Front Street where he belongs. So, Spider-Man, the arms of Alfred Molina's Doctor Octopus are all over the one sheet of this promotional image surrounding Tom Holland's Spider-Man in his iron spider suit, which he wore in Avengers Infinity, Infinity War and seems to be back in play here. In the back of the poster, though, one can also see the Green Goblin with a look spotting the same design as William Defoe's from the original 2002 Spider Man movie by Sam Raimi. So, have you seen it, Rich? That you can see Green Goblin like in the background on the Goblin Glider?
1: What is this? A Sp- uh, Spider Man No Way Home poster?
0: Yes and it's got the tentacles, and then it's got... And I rushed it out to Michelle. I go, check this out, check this out. She goes, like, what am I looking at? I go, Dr. Octopus's tentacles. She goes, like, okay. And then I go, and see here, and I point at this dot. I go, that's Green Goblin. And she just looked at me, like, really? Is it?
1: Um, go uh, So you're talking about where you can just see the, the arms in the foreground. Yeah. Is that right?
0: The arms. But then if you look in the distance, you can see this little guy flying in. That's Green Goblin, apparently. They're saying
1: anyway
0: Uh, they're saying that dot's green goblin man
1: yeah 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 it's green goblin I'm sure but the thing is it's so small how can you tell that it looks exactly like the william defoe one maybe some heroes
0: out there have got it probably
1: is going to look like the william defoe one because obviously they're using the doc Ock from that universe yeah exactly so I mean, that's not surprising. It's not like, oh my god. It's like, yeah, well they're using Doc Ock from that world. So I'm pretty excited. Why wouldn't it? That, that's the same world from that Green Goblin? So.
0: Uh, now Adam the computer was pretty he was pretty much saying he wants a different Green Goblin mask. And I was saying I really liked the mask. But he says that it doesn't it doesn't, you know, in my imagination, I guess in my memory, it's enshrined as this golden moment in cinema. But he's sort of saying he hopes that the the costume gets redesigned. Where are you on it,
1: Rich? Well, that's the thing. I actually don't mind the mask because that Green Goblin is makes sense. Is that he would be a guy in a suit. Uh. The problem with the Green Goblin in the comic books is that it doesn't look like a suit. It looks like an actual goblin. Yeah, yeah,
0: but you it was I a mean? costume. Like, wasn't how it? would
1: you? Hey. Yeah, yeah. In the comics, it's a costume, but it looks like an actual goblin. I mean, that's the point of um, a comic book is that you don't have to worry about uh, how was this look on a real person because you're just drawing a comic. But if you're going to, again, if you're going to do it to to screen, you're going to be like, well, we can't just have a rubber mask. Uh. It's going to look a bit weird, this guy in like a, you know, a onesie, you know, thing with like the pixie boots and <laughs> you know what I mean? It's going to be like, it'll you know, look pretty cool. Probably am- I'd love to see it. I'd love you to know, see it again. It looks cool in the comic books and it looks good in the animated shows and all that, but it is going to look a bit odd yeah. in a, in, in a movie that's supposed to be a little bit more realistic. Back to formula. Um. Um. Yeah. I uh, but I, I did. I, I quite liked it. I, I actually thought it was a really good way of, um, Uh, Of doing the Green Goblin, I think what what would have helped if they just added a little bit more um, accessories and color. Yeah,
0: yeah.
1: um, To it, if they'd maybe given him some sort of like sash with a bag, you know what I mean? That had like the bombs and and stuff in it. That was a little bit purple, maybe to just break up. The problem is, I think it was too green. Yeah, the whole thing was green. I think they needed to just. They needed to break up the color, but I did like the mask. I thought it had a really cool grin. I liked know, the, the big mask open too. Open, laughing oh, yeah. mouth with the teeth. I thought they did a good job of like making it look like an armored uh, helmet goblin. Well, um, there you go. Adam. Sure, I mean, if you could, if, if you could somehow make it look more like the comics, I'm not opposed to that either. I have a question. But it has to look good, though. I have a question.
0: Um, now, I've not read all the Spider-Man ever. I've I've read a bit, you know big chunks, but not all. Did Green Goblin ever physically change into the Goblin? Because I thought I had a memory where he did actually no. change. Fun You're fashion. thinking
1: of um, uh, Ultimate Spider-Man.
0: Okay, right. Which is where he changed. All right. Well, that's why
1: Ultimate Spider-Man. I believe he injected himself with that serum, but yes. the serum actually made him morph into like a yes. giant. Yeah, that is what I'm thinking. Of. Green Goblin. Yeah,
0: right. Okay, but in regular thing, it was more of a mental disorder, wasn't it?
1: Correct. Uh, he did inject himself with some serum that obviously I think enhances, but it also kind of drove him crazy, I think. Yeah, okay. Um right. Uh but no, that was a costume. He didn't he didn't actually um change. But Ultimate sure. Spider Man he did change into a Hulkin Green Goblin.
0: Now all right, well I'm looking very forward to this movie, frankly. Um like it, it look it could go for three and a half hours for me. I, I, I could Spider-Man, No Way Home. It's on. gonna
1: be at, It's gonna be at least two hours. It has to be at least. Well, if fucking Eternals is two and a half,
0: good. give me two and a half for Spider-Man. A lot sure, there might of shit's be a at that time. Now it looks like DC is going to kill Superman again. They're planning an ominous mm-hmm. 30th anniversary celebration for the death of Superman in 2022. Could be it for Superman, yeah, Rich? Do
1: you know what the celebration is? We're finally getting rid of Superman. <laughs>
0: <laughs> I don't think so, Rich.
1: Long live the new Superman! <laughs> <laughs>
0: what if they, what if they made him the Nazi Superman? Could, could you imagine? Mm. Could you, could you, could, oh, yeah. could you imagine the internet if, like, you woke up tomorrow and they've gone, we're retiring the original Superman from now on. We're going to have Uber Superman, and It's the German one? And,
1: Dude, uh, oh my God. Could you imagine if they turned around and said, right, John Kent is going to be the new Superman and we're going to turn uh, proper real Superman evil?
0: Yeah, well.
1: He's basically going to become just the Superman.
0: Yeah, 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 yeah. That would
1: suck. That would really suck. Mm. But the, here's the thing. I wouldn't put it past them either, though. That's, that's the scary thing. I don't if think they'd do that. I if, if, don't think if, they do if this idea if this idea was brought to me like 10, 15 years, I'd be like, You fucking crazy. There's no ways they would do that. Uh, but right now, I I just really wouldn't put it past them. I possibly.
0: think that would be poisoning the well too far that even D C the uh, Warners I would say you can't do that to Superman. You can't poison the well of Superman and Batman too much.
1: But think about of how many evil Supermans they've done. They um, have done, a lot. They have done a lot. In the last couple of years, they, they just they love they love doing yeah. the evil Superman.
0: Yeah, and I think they've overdone it too, frankly. You know, like, in in all honesty. Maybe that's just
1: them trying to get people used to a a bad Superman because they're going to turn him bad one day.
0: Part of that, though, was (laughs) that Superman, the Injustice games were very popular, and then the comic book series was selling, so they're like, well, we'll just keep doing it. You know, like, it was one of those situations where they actually had a hit comic book off this hit video game, and then, as always, they milk it for longer than they need to, kind of thing, you know? And... So it was partly that, if not for the game, there wouldn't be Injustice Superman. But the game was popular, and the comic was popular, uh, and they and they you know sold a lot of comics off the back of the game, basically the two games.
1: Mm-hmm. I mean, that's- as I said, I, I I just couldn't tell you what DC's plan is right now. It's it's just so sure, it's. You know who I don't even know if they know what their plans are. No, I agree with you on that.
0: Now I've got some news, and I want to say thank you, Adam. The computer, you've been a big part of the show, even though you're not here uh, tonight, Adam. Um, It's about Doctor Strange and the multiple multiple multiverse of madness. Uh, Blah blah blah. The film's multiverse premise will should also allow it to build on the events of the Loki season one finale. But it's not going to just serve uh, some of the ongoing storylines. It's also going to mark the beginning of others. Uh, It's set to introduce a prominent young Avengers team member in America, Chavez, a character with the power to create portals into alternate dimensions. Uh, If another leak is to be believed, Chavez won't be the only major comic book character making a big screen MCU debut. Uh, Is that a flaming motorcycle we see in the distance? Ghost Rider will be freed from a kind of spiritual prison in Doctor Strange of the Multiverse of Badness, which rep- re- uh, according to a glance filming, which reportedly overheard this development mid-production. No further details were given about the twist, including which version of the Rider would appear or why the character is in need of some alleged emancipation. Um, so is it going to be Blaze? Is it going to be Danny Ketch? Um, regardless, the Rider is back. And I want to say a shout-out to Brian Biggie from the Inner Demons. I know he'll be listening... And he and I were very pumped up about the rider being in Doctor Strange. Rich your views.
1: Sorry, is this confirmed?
0: Is it confirmed? It's. I mean, we're treating it like it's been confirmed, but technically not. No, it's it's a rumour, Rich. But it's breaking out of the set, and I'm bringing it to you direct. Adam has brought this out like the like the fucking Death Star secret plans. And um, he's brought it to the signal, and I'm broadcasting it. The rider, man. Are you feeling the rider? Not really. <laughs> are you even at your microphone,
2: Richard? No, or are no, you fucking they, walking away? Like, what's no, going if you, on?
1: <laughs> no, if, if they're going to do a ghost ride, i prefer that they introduce him in a movie.
2: This
0: is a movie.
1: I, I don't want him to be, no, in his own movie. Right.
0: Oh, I see. Right, okay. Well, it could just be a, like a fucking, I'd be down for it, man. Like, it's like Blade talking off screen in Eternals. It's just, it's a teaser.
1: Like, imagine if we're watching Doctor Strange,
0: born out of our minds probably by yes, Doctor but Strange.
1: They've not, but they've cast Blade. Yeah. They would cast any uh, Ghost Rider.
0: I'm available. Marvel, comics, or fucking MCU. I'm available to play the Rider. Seriously. If I have to shed some pounds uh, to play, I'll play him. Get me in that leather suit. I I want to be the rider. Forget about play the rider. I want to be the rider. You know, going from town down on my bike, claiming skull, the penance. I'll only
1: accept it if it's if it's uh, if the ghost rider is Nicholas Cage.
0: <laughs> that would be cool. I I'd, I'd like that as well. I would love that. Jesus Christ. Uh, like that just feels like too good a scoop to be real though. Like I, I just feel like it's not going to happen, you know?
1: Well, the thing is they have confirmed that the the Edward Norton um Hulk is canon. Yeah. yeah. In the MCU and which is why it makes sense that they have the um the Abomination because he's already been introduced. Dude, yes, all they, they did with him was recast like him. Comic accurate.
0: Yeah.
1: But he's in that Edward Norton movie. Unless you're saying that the Nicolas Cage movies are also canon, Uh, you've not actually introduced the Ghost Rider. No. Yeah. So I'm not sure why you would put him in the movie if you haven't To hype people up, If he's not canon or set up on him.
0: To hype people up, Rich. Like when they brought in Spider-Man in Civil War before his, you know, movie to hype people up, to introduce the character. Yes, because
1: they had already cast him and they were working on the movie. Have they cast Ghost Rider? Well, what well, it's, Have it's, they started filming the movie? When's the movie coming out? I don't know. That's that's a good question, That's my point. That's my point. <laughs> they set that up because he was coming out with the movie. Yeah, but just they, like may they, cast, up, they may like have cast... They may have cast... Because block. they were coming out with the
0: movie. They may have cast someone as a writer. We're just not aware of it yet. They're, you know, a contract's been signed and this guy's going to break out and... Multiverse of Madness, to have a scene.
1: Dude. But again, when they usually no, no, But when they usually set up a character it's because they have a movie coming out the next year or something. Well, maybe or they've they got do. a movie set up to come out. If you're going to do this, I would expect you to have a movie of the Ghostwriter coming out relatively soon. But I would okay. imagine that there's no casting, there's no shooting going on of the movie. There's probably no even plans for a Ghost Rider movie at the moment.
0: But if they're doing this, I, they guarantee will you, be. I guarantee you, I guarantee you if they're doing this, there's massive plans. We're just not aware of them. You know, we'll see. Oh my god, I, if I could see the rider getting on, getting on the hell cycle, driving out, maybe if he's in a room, Rich, I'm gonna throw this one out for free. Or oh,
1: maybe it'll be even be the savage, maybe it'll be the uh, cowboy ghost rider or the, oh, the yeah. savage ghost rider.
0: Yeah, well, that's a good point, Rich. But what about this? If he's, I've just got this idea here now, he's in a room, he, he gets released, and he does like a, he does around the room a circle. Like in, up on the roof and down again, and then rides out of flame. You know, so he does kind of like I a wheel, a wheelie, but you, sort of. You, up the wall. you and I,
1: are, I think, are a little bit different when it comes to what we want in movies. You want everything <laughs> in the movie, and I want less. I I remember when they were doing
0: um, Endgame, I was pitching like crazy to Stew that the movie should end with Galactus and and. and turning up and Silver Surfer doing like little spins in front of him and stuff and that was the end. And and Stu was <laughs> like was like, that's never gonna happen, Dave. And I was like it'd be I... so cool.
1: Like literally in, the, in in this like in in this multiverse, like they're gonna have so much in it already, and you're just like, give me more, more, <laughs> yeah,
0: yeah. more,
1: and it's like, <laughs> I, I want less. I don't want too much. But I, I don't, don't really care about Doctor Strange in the movie.
0: I don't really give a shit about Doctor Strange, but the fact that they're gonna do the multiverse <laughs> and all these people are gonna be in, I'm like pumped up for it. You know, like maybe we'll see X Men, maybe we'll see the Rider. Like I can't get it out of my head that the Rider's gonna be released from prison and do his little wheelie and drive off.
1: Maybe we'll see the Inhumans. <laughs>
0: oh yeah, like we're all we're all so fucking desperate for that. It's like remember the Eternals, the people you didn't want. Well, remember the guys you really didn't want. Like they're back. The Inhumans are back. So-
1: well, I mean, we we already if, if this leak and rumors stuff is to be true, we're already getting a character no one wants in America Chavez.
0: Yeah, I, yeah, I know. I saw that, and I was like, I hope she's given a very, very, very small role. Uh, which would be befitting of her. Oh no, hers. she's
1: probably she's 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 probably planned for the next phase. Jesus. I guarantee you'll we'll be getting an America Chavez movie in the next phase, I guarantee.
0: You. Uh, I will not be watching that movie, frankly. Um now you're talking about big celebrities getting covid. Jason Momoa tested mm. positive. Um
1: Look at that one, and another one, and another one. Another one. And <laughs> another one. <laughs>
0: Um, Gordon Bombay is departing the Disney plus show, uh, Mighty Ducks after Millie West provided to decline to provide assurances that he would comply with the vaccine policy. He actually put out an announcement saying it was relating to creative differences. Um, we did. Michelle well, that to- makes
1: sense because he, remember he was the one who told everyone don't fucking come to the set if you're not vaccinated. Oh, was he? Yeah, he said that Did during he? the filming of that, uh, he, he was Penn? quoted as saying, uh, don't come if you're not vaccinated. So it was really? very weird that he would have been kicked off for like not wanting to comply with the vaccine policy when he was telling people get vaccinated.
0: Yeah, that yeah makes sense. Okay, yeah. All right. So, But he's saying creative differences. It could just be money as well. You know, they're not paying him enough to come back.
1: Yeah, I would also say creative the way he wants it or they're not listening to his feedback or something. could be that too.
0: Yeah, definitely. Uh, now, final news item, Skyrim Anniversary Edition will cost $50 when it comes <laughs> out on November 11th. Unbelievable that they're still
1: doing this. But if What is it, this, the 500th uh, release now? I, yeah. can't, I'm losing track. I can't keep counting. Now, I've
0: got a question. If you own the Skyrim Special Edition, the anniversary upgrade will instead cost $20. Now, I own Skyrim... Uh, I, I bought the Xbox One version. Is that the special edition? Like, I bought the Xbox One edition as well as the 360 edition.
1: So... No, I think the special edition would be the... Probably would be, like, I'd imagine the Game of the Year edition that also yeah. has all the DLC with it. Well, I'm not rebuying it again. I,
0: I mean, I, I didn't need... I, I I have half finished it on my second playthrough as a magician, but I don't need to buy, you know, the, the newest... I... I...
1: Can I tell you something? I bought this game, and I think I've only clocked five hours in
0: it. It's a good game. I've got. I've clocked about five hundred. Like
1: know, I, I got so I got utterly bored with it.
0: Really? Wow, Rich. To imagine not liking Skyrim, and, I mean, I was obsessed with Skyrim. I really, really dug that game. But uh, I don't need to keep buying and buying and buying the same game over and over. You know, it's it's not like they add anything new either. It's just all. Like, it looks nicer. It's not like there's all this new
1: content. Yeah, but, but it is it is just also just weird to me because I, again, this is just my personal feeling. I feel like Skyrim is the weakest out of the Elder Scroll games.
0: You've said this before. Very controversial take. Very hot take. I
1: just mean, like, in terms of setting and all that sort of stuff, I just think the, I think I would love a remake of the, the uh, Oblivion. Oh, yeah. I would love if, the, if you're going to do some sort of special edition and you're going to re release one of the Elder Scrolls, I'd prefer it not be the Skyrim and actually, you know what, take some money, take some resources, go do an actual proper like remake uh, upgrade uh, uh. Of, uh. of Elder Scrolls, you know, fix up the character models, fix up the music, get rid of some of those bugs, release that, I'll buy that. Which one's this? Elder Scrolls, which one?
0: Oblivion. I live in, yeah. Okay,
1: cool. Yeah, I'm playing. Although it, I would yeah. love a remake of Morrowind as well, yeah. because Morrowind's so old. Yeah. It's so blocky. Oh, my God. Give me an actual proper remake. A proper remake, right? Made yeah. from the ground up. Yeah. New models, new whatever. I would fucking love that. But I'm not interested in the 50th edition of <laughs> Skyrim. The, In my opinion, the more boring of the three <laughs> Elder Scrolls that you've done. <laughs> I love it, there's your feedback for,
0: for fucking Bethesda weekly comics so yay. yeah richard first one up was the Not thing really
1: yay, but anyway
0: no so the first one up was the thing <laughs> one which i forgot to read my apologies
1: um it's terrible you dish out the homework and you I'm don't sorry. even do it
0: no and you know what it was purely an error actually um now what what happened in the thing one Ben grim right rich
1: uh yes so it's a typical thing story so there seems to be some entity that's out there that seems to hate the thing right okay Uh, and he's going around and he's changing people's hearts oh and um uh obviously him and uh what's her name Uh, is it alicia alicia yeah alicia masters yeah they they break up again oh dear you know um, he gets he gets chucked in jail and shit with Hercules. Really? Um like it's a like Hercules is in there for like drunken disorderly behavior because the thing like he gets jealous and shit, and then the guy that Alicia's with, um, you know, uh, for some reason sprays the thing in, in in his eyes with some mace or some shit, which right. you would think would not really have an effect on him, I guess, but it does, and he flips a car or something, and so all these like cops, you know, in special armor come and they arrest him and they chuck him in like the holding cell, and Hercules is there, and Hercules is oh, like, oh, geez. I got drunk and knocked over a building or some shit.
0: Well, wait, <laughs> so it's a, a bad day for the thing. So, it's a bad day for the thing.
1: It's always a bad day for the thing. I think that's the, that's the, concept. That's the thing with the thing. Yeah. And um, but anyway, it, yeah. and so then, you know, he, like Alicia says, we need a break, we need to see other people and crap. So it's like, right, so the guy that you said he shouldn't be jealous about or worry about, then you turn around and say, well, we need to see other people. That's right, a bit sus to me, but anyway. Right. Anyway, so Ben Grimm like in his room, and then for some reason he's visited by some fairy uh-huh. who's who's in charge of a dating service, right? Um, and convinces him to sign up for the dating service, and then the weirdest, strangest thing happened in the book,
2: uh-huh.
1: which I just couldn't wrap my head around is that apparently the thing is now racist. What? So when the, when the fairies are ask, asking him what his preferences are, you know, what yeah. sort of personality, whatever. Sure. And then the fairy says, him race. Right. My initial thought was like, because it's a fairy, uh. she's like saying races in human. Goblin. Right. Alien, you know what I mean? Like,
2: yeah.
1: do you have a preference for like a, like a, a, a race? Yeah. Okay. And he replies non-white. Wow. Okay. And really? I thought, <laughs> what? That's, that's interesting. That's a really that's a really odd stipulation. That is odd, actually. Um, so only yeah. the thing no longer wants to date white women.
0: Which is prerogative. I mean, you know, like he's allowed to have that preference. It's just an odd thing for them to put in the book. Wow.
1: Yeah, Not, but I mean... non-white. Again, I mean, I'm sorry, but like when I meet people, if I, if I was to sign up for a dating service, I wouldn't be interested in... A color of someone's skin i'd be more interested in if the personality is what i'm looking for if the yeah. qualities is what i'm looking for i wouldn't actually stipulate you know yeah no yeah. puerto ricans or something you know what i mean
0: like yeah, so, no, some would no, no brown yeah. skins
1: please you know like yeah
0: well that's the thing i mean can I you imagine it was a really odd thing can you imagine if um if like the thing was asked a question and he's like uh oh, anything but asian or something or
1: you know, that's my point yeah like yeah. if if you if you reverse that in any other aspect if he had mm. said you know only white yeah yeah you know what i mean like you would kind of be like well that's really odd well that that is racist especially because it's the thing i mean he would have dated different mm. i'm sure he's dated different species he's what's alicia masters you know... she's
0: just a white lady blind isn't she is that is that that's exactly you yeah. know
1: and and the thing himself is white as well it just it was technically Technically,
0: before he turned into the
1: thing, you know, my, my stupid brain was like when she asked race because it's a fairy, it's a mythical creature. You were she like was literally saying, "Yeah, do you have a preference of like an Dwarf, actual race, elf,
0: that kind of thing?" Yeah, yeah,
1: yeah, like you no know, goblins, please, <laughs> anything but a goblin or something that's an like interesting, that. Like,
0: yeah, that's an interesting. I, I, just, yeah.
1: I that blew me. I literally, I was stunned into like open mouth.
0: It is interesting
1: when I read that 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 yeah. bubble. I was just like.
0: I'd be interested to know if there was any pushback on that from readers, or if they even noticed it. Oh, you know,
1: oh, I don't know. Honestly, I don't know. But it was just such a—it was such a bizarre fucking.
0: Well, what it makes, it, makes it? More, it's not so bizarre that someone going to a dating service has preferences. That's normal. Um, it's the fact they're putting it in Marvel comics, and the fact that if they did, as we said, flipped it, that would be so unpopular in today's PC culture for.
1: I, I I understand what you're saying that someone has a preference, but we're talking about a guy who has dated white women. Sure. And dated non-white women. You would think that that sort of person would not have a preference.
2: Yeah.
0: I so don't know. For him but... to actually
1: specified is what makes it
0: weird. Well, maybe he's trying... Maybe the point they were trying to do was he was trying to get away from um, uh, white women because okay, of his experience with if her.
1: You, yeah. Okay, but if you're the thing, mm. big orange rock... Yeah. Do you really want to reduce your chances of meeting someone by eliminating an entire race of people?
0: Uh, yeah, I don't know. I've just I'm just the, the whole thing's baffling to me that he even said it. But but you know, one thing I will say, at least Marvel weren't we're not dancing around a topic like they normally would. They're actually kind of I don't know. It's it's kind of funny. I I don't quite know what to make of it other than it, it does seem odd. You know, like uh, I kind
1: of feel like the story work, the story works without that. Yes, yes. Was it a good story? Out, the, the fairy could still find him a black woman. How, is the, the way, how is the how is the story woman that he that he ends up getting um um assigned or mm. or matched with or whatever you want call it? It was. So my point was, you didn't actually need that line in the book. That was such an unnecessary.
0: Yeah, but you really know, unnecessary line. What yeah. if he just said blacks only? Or Asians only. <laughs> well, I'm yeah. I'm serious. What what you know? Some some people have a preference. Some some people are just like I'll only date black, you know, or no, 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 no. I'll but, only date Asian.
1: But, uh, I, I, that's a weird again. That's that's a very weird preference to me because I understand if you are Asian. Yeah, but but, but some
0: some people and do I have that. Preference. I, look,
1: I, under, I can understand if you are. But again, if to, no no, but here's the thing. He didn't say only black no or so only anything said anything but white
0: yeah which is
1: weird that's the that's the thing that's a weird <laughs> preference to 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 go that's it's that's odd i, I agree
0: do. i i agree with you it's it seems odd i'm i'm slightly surprised they did that but i don't know maybe they were trying to get some controversy going sometimes sometimes they are yeah. so, sometimes they're like we just need to get some controversy going on this book. So let's try anything we can. Oh, yeah. This is
1: such a silly thing. It's just, I just thought it was so
0: And what was the book like anyway, out of 10?
1: Uh, it was pretty good. Um, it's it's interesting enough uh, that, uh, um, you know, if it was a mini series, I, I think it would be okay. But I mean, I think it's hard to write a, a, an ongoing thing.
0: Yeah, well, he, he he generally used to do two-in-one, remember? Marvel.
1: Yeah, yeah. The,
0: the, yeah. Marvel two-in-one, where it was the yeah, thing. Yeah, and,
1: it's, it's, it's it's interesting so far. Uh, okay. I'm not, it's not terrible. Who wrote it? One moment. in there, but, but, I mean, the whole thing is just so weird. It's this weird death-looking specter that is ripping out people's hearts and turning them black and then putting it back in. And then some, some fairy just shows out of nowhere and says, hey, I'm part of a dating service. It was, a, it, was a bit, it was a bit of a weird
0: book. But, but who, like, who wrote it? Who wrote it? Oh,
1: uh, shit. It's going to me a difficult question now. Yeah.
0: <laughs> <laughs> come on, Rich. You're I an old... I have to remember now.
1: You're an old pro, I, I this. I read I read this a while ago.
0: Okay. All right. Well, you can come um, back. But out of 10, what are you giving it, Rich?
1: Out of 10. Um. Uh, I'm going to go with a... St- 6 because okay. the art was okay but not always that great. Uh, it was written by Walter Mosley. Okay. All right. I'm looking at the cover now.
0: All right. Okay. So Walter Mosley and
1: you give Would you give it a 6? I'm going to give it a 6 just okay. because um it's it's okay. Um I quite like seeing Hercules show up and actually have Hercules be the proper Hercules. Yeah that I know him as, which was really nice to see. Mm. Not some weird crappy version that they that they've sort of made him into in the in the past couple of years. It was it was like classic Hercules.
0: Yeah, the, the fun Hercules, yeah. 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 You know who's a big fan of Hercules? Ray. Massive fan. He's actually collecting like he collects like a lot of Hercules, I believe, like comics and stuff, like and and um mm. and 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 Marvel, you know, legends figures and all that kind of stuff. Um, race oh yeah yeah I, I love
1: I absolutely love the incredible Hercules run that they did I, that was one of my favourite books I
0: remember when he took over from Hulk yeah mm. I do recall you being very fond of it there's a very good episode of um, Deadpool team up with Hercules actually I
1: um, think I remember
0: that one. Yes. it was fun it was fun I, okay well I mean thank you for doing that research Richard sorry I forgot to do my own research now Ghost Rider 68 was Flashback Friday I'm giving this a 9 out of 10. It was basically Roger Stern in the late 70s doing the retelling of Ghost Rider's Origin and really bringing us up to date. Oh, my God, I was, I was in heaven. You see the whole thing with Roxanne, uh, Crash... Uh, is it Simpson? Is it Crash Simpson? Um, and I, I know his
1: name's Crash, Is yes.
0: Crash, yeah, and then the whole thing with um, Selling His Soul to the Devil... Oh, yeah, Roger Stern in, in top form, as far as I'm concerned. I This is a seminal Ghost Rider issue. Many Ghost Rider fans point you to this because they say this is, Roger Stern redid the origin, smoothed it all out. What did you think, Rich?
1: Um, Yes, I, I actually enjoyed this. This is a, uh, uh, when you want to do like an issue that recaps your, your character's origin, Yeah, this is a really good way to do it. Um. Because you are incorporating it into the actual story that's happening in uh-huh. this one issue, uh-huh. um, uh, you know. So, like, what it is is he basically rocks up at this church. It's in like the middle of a storm.
2: Uh-huh.
1: You know, he comes in, he's all drenched, and there's a priest there, and he's just like, you know, hey, priest, uh, you know, looking for sanctuary and stuff. And then he says to the priest, you know, you know, um, I, I'm, you know, it, you know. Then the priest says, "The whole, you know, do you want to talk and all that sort of crap?" and uh. And he's like, oh, you know, it'd be nice to confide in someone. I'm not really a man of faith, and then they go into the confessional and all that, and then he's kind of like, you know, he says, I guess I better start at the at the beginning kind of thing, huh. uh, you know. And then he and he recaps the stuff. What I found interesting in in this in this um, uh, origin story, he didn't actually sell his soul to save his father. It he's, was to save his adopted father.
0: It was. That's very true, actually. Yeah.
1: Um and uh, again, very interesting. And then obviously it turns out that the priest is not really a priest, and he's actually there yeah, for yeah, the, the priest.
0: Yeah,
1: yeah. Um, you know, and then he turns into the, and then he, you know, chases him down and all that sort of crap. And yeah. the, the guy actually killed the real priest and was there yes. to steal all the gold. Yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. Um, in, in the church and all that sort of stuff. That was a good that. So twist. Again, that a, was a wonderful, twist. a wonderful way of using a story to tell uh, the origin, and not just have a character sit there and tell his origin
0: exactly yeah no i i loved this i, I gave it nine out of ten i actually, i honestly thought it was almost flawless i, I really dug it. it it gave me the history of the writer again i didn't see the twist coming with the priest i enjoyed that oh, I,
1: I kind of i i saw that coming but it was a good coming though it was yeah. a good like i got it when because the priest was acting a bit shifty
0: he was he was like how do i get out of this like he was, he, he
1: was a little bit nervous and all that sort of stuff and you know like um yeah, and then when when uh, when when Johnny Blaze did mention, wow, a lot of gold in here. Yeah, that's true. You know, and the the priest sort of got a little bit sweaty. So I was like, I think there's something up with the priest. Like yeah. maybe the now I actually thought it was a real priest, but I thought maybe the priest was doing bad stuff. Like you know what I mean? Abuse like or maybe he was yeah. secretly a, a, a serial killer or a yeah. you know you know uh, uh, or you know like maybe he raped a woman in his you know. Um, uh. I wasn't sure what he was, but I was like, oh, this priest is a bad, like he's a naughty priest. He's a bad yeah. priest. But then it turns out he's not actually real. But I knew there was something sus. But the fact that he wasn't the real priest and that he'd killed the priest and left the body, that was, I didn't see I it. always
0: liked that twist when it twists on the, the person the narrator's telling the story to. I, I always enjoy
1: that. Yes. twist. yeah, yeah. That's a classic. Uh, that's a classic trope that uh, I don't think is used enough. Honestly, no, I agree. But you, you should use it more in these sort of characters that are a bit more horror based.
0: Yeah, definitely, definitely. Yeah, it was it was good because it reminds you of
1: a good horror. It reminds you of like a good short story horror. Yeah, yeah, one
0: hundred percent.
1: The you know, so, yeah, someone's talking to the person and they're telling them the story. Meanwhile, the whole time that they are there for that person, huh, exactly. So they've literally just been like, you know, waiting to. To to pounce on the the, the actual bad person that i speaking. Nice so, artwork. Yeah, eight Tom. out of ten for me.
0: Yeah. Uh, oh Excuse me. Sorry, I just yawned. Um. Then we had what if Thor battled Conan? Um. Wowee. Eight point five out of ten. This to me was classic Conan. You drop Thor in there, and oh my lord, did I have a good time with this one? This felt like classic D and D to me. Like Thor basically goes into a cave. Instead of taking uh, a branch of the tunnel that would take him back to the Trojan War, he goes to a tunnel that takes him back to Conan's time. And he comes out without his memory and he's depowered. He, me- he meets Conan, they briefly fight. Then they go on adventures together. Eventually, he regains his memory. Um, they fight this character that, um, you know, the Thalse Doom, I think it was, and then basically Thor gets his memory back and uh, it's, it's also, and then Conan wants to take his hammer and go all the way up to Crom. Man, I dug this so heavily. What did you think, Rich? I really enjoyed this one.
1: Uh, I did not enjoy it as much as you. Um, wow. I I, I, I I wanted a better story.
0: <laughs> but what didn't you like? It was so fun that Conan was like
1: leading Thor well, around. It's, it's called What If Thor Battled Conan?
0: They battle briefly.
1: Exactly. And that is not what I want in a book that's called What (laughs) If Thor. What I would have preferred is a story of, let's say, let's say Thor arrives there, right? Uh. And he's lost his memory and stuff. And he somehow joins like an opposing faction.
2: Uh
1: And he becomes like a great warrior. And then this faction is going up against Conan's faction or something Uh. like that. Uh. And then it becomes this massive, epic fucking battlefield duel. Yeah. Between these two, like sort of mighty warriors and crap, and it like goes on for like you know days that the army is like literally stopped, and he's watching these two, you know, just behemoth warriors just like battling, and then it actually goes down to the death because yeah. again, it's a what if story, so it doesn't doesn't have to, you know, well, just like Thor, Thor does, does die, die in this. he does, and it's that just thing not was by surprised. Conan's, it's not by Conan's hand, he dies by the the uh, uh, what's it, the false doom. Uh, guy and I was just kind of like you see like you went for that even in a what if trope you went for the whole oh they have a brief fight but then they become (sighs) friends and they realize they're on the same team. I was like oh fuck you fell into that typical comic book trope but I enjoyed it Instead of giving me a cool what if like what if these two actually fucking battle to the death. But,
0: But it was fun that they did battle and then Conan was the one who called it off and then they went on adventures together. I kind of enjoyed that part. You know, I was enjoying it.
1: I, no, I, I didn't enjoy it that much.
0: Jesus. What are you giving it out of 10, Rich?
1: I give it a 7 out of 10.
0: I'm giving it 8.5. I really dug
1: the it. The art was good. The yeah. art was good.
0: Uh, then we had Conan 25, which came out a few weeks ago and was the wrap-up of the Conan series. Jim Zub did the first storyline, which which picked up with Bullet, And then you had Larry Hammer do a story, and you had Dan Slott do a story. Uh, of oh, followed-
1: Dan Slott was the worst, by the way. I
0: enjoyed the art. It was the silent story, though, you yeah, know, and the silent story.
1: No, I, I'm, I'm, I'm not a fan of that sort of art in a Conan book. That, that, that sort of like Rick Remender uh. um, art style that he likes to go for in a lot of his books and his stories. It's too comical. It's too, um, it's too funny. If that makes, yeah. if you know, I'm, I'm struggling for the words. I just wasn't a fan of of it. I thought it was, I thought it was that was the lamest of the.
0: Oh, it was the weakest one, um, for sure. Oh, absolutely, no doubt in my mind that that was the weakest one. I did like the Jim Zub story though. Um, where you had the different aspects of Conan fighting each other, and then you had King Conan, where King Conan was really kind of like um old. Um, and then he wakes up and he's he's having the dreams.
1: Can I just say, yeah. <laughs> only in a comic book, right? Oh. Do you? But the way the way I don't know if I was a fan of the 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 pirate chick actually killing a Conan, but oh. you know, Bullet. it is what it is. You Bullet, know, yeah. Um, but I love that the 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 Conan literally takes an axe
2: oh.
1: to the bicep. Right on oh. purpose to disarm the king opponent, and right. I was just like, Yeah, you've just lost your your arm, your bicep is gone, yeah, the yeah. muscles are sheared. Yeah,
0: true. that's got
1: to be the dumbest fucking tactic to disarm your opponent to sacrifice your, your. Yeah, I just thought that was a bit stupid. Yeah, true,
0: but you know, regardless, I did enjoy the story. I mean, I, I thought it was a cool story, and uh, it was kind of sad to me that Jim Zub's run's ending because I think he was a very strong run
1: um I didn't I I'll be honest with you I don't I didn't hate the Jim up when I thought it was actually pretty um uh pretty good um probably um I mean I have read better Conan uh. runs especially the older Conan stuff but I mean yes he's he's wasn't um he, it, it wasn't terrible like I, I feel like he did get the the character for the most part uh. and 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 you know there was some some good adventures. Uh um but I, I wouldn't say it's my favorite conan run or anything like that or
0: oh my favorite conan you know? run i can tell you right now is is outside of robert e howard it's chuck dickson savage sort of conan chuck and savage mm. sort of conan's awesome
1: but i, I thought Jim yeah. jim's like up i did a still good job. i still feel the dark horse runs are still better than the jim's up stuff, right so. yeah
0: like Kerbusiak and all that kind of stuff
1: yeah like larry harmers one reminded me of like the cool conan shit
0: yeah 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 for sure you know
1: like the art that he had for his one and the bloodiness of it you know what i mean uh, just the, the grittiness of it you know like he, he's he's chopping a guy's head off you know yeah, he's yeah. he does like this jumping thing where he literally shoves his sword through the guys like toward like towards his top of his head uh, down and then coming out just below like the neck area yeah. and the, you know what i mean and it's breaking through the shield I was like that nah, this is like this is like I think the art also helps is, is tell a good Conan story. And 100%. like the Jim Zub one is, it's okay. Yeah. It's not terrible, but I mean, if you compare that Conan art to the the Larry Harmer story one, which I think was done by Paul Davidson. Yeah. That's really good. Like his Conan just looks fucking savage. Oh
0: see? yeah. No, that kind of was you more know, like the- classic, you know, that was kind of like what Yeah, why actually, I prefer, you know, the look yes. of it, the look of it.
1: Yeah, like the I can't remember the artist on the, the 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 Jim Zub stuff. Um, uh, hang on, I'm gonna look it up quickly. Um uh,
0: yeah, look it up because Corey I...
1: Smith, Corey he... Smith, like again, he's 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 okay, huh. but like, like the cover is a better artist, yeah, you know, for this uh, 300th spectacular, or whatever. And again, oh, the artist that they gave to Larry Harmer is just he was cool. oh, when I got to that, I was like, oh, this is what I want. Yeah, I know. Me too. You know, it's, it's this high detail, you know, like you can see the veins in the arms and you know what I mean? It's just, it's just so much more gritty. And even like the character designs yeah. with the helmets, you know, the one guy's got like a like bit of his lip is missing and you can see his teeth, uh, you know, the one Viking guy. Yeah, I just, yeah. I want that detail in a Conan. You know what I mean? I want it to look.
0: Oh, that's much more classic style, man. You know, did you yeah, like when John yeah. Buscema used to do Conan? I used to really like John Buscema's Conan. Back in the seventies and stuff.
1: Yeah, uh, it, it, yeah, yeah, yeah. It, 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 it was a bit more comic booky, but it was definitely better than the Corey Smith. And I'm not taking anything away from Corey Smith. I don't. I'm not saying he's a terrible artist, mm. but I just find that his style is just a little bit lacking in the detail.
0: Yeah, no, I, I hear you, man.
1: For, for 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 Conan. It's just my only my only gripe with it. I
0: also felt that storyline was a bit rushed. Like that could have easily been a full part story where you meet the different versions of Conan and stuff. It kind of, I, I well, of, I imagine.
1: I think that's the story he was going to tell, and then yeah. he had to cram it into like yeah. ten ish, uh, ten pages or something like that. I think this was the story that he was probably going to be telling with the, the 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 pirate queen. Yeah. Um. But he just had to just shove it all into that quickly, just to go. Hey, this is what I was going to do, but you know, gone now.
0: And now they're doing the next thing. They're doing is King Conan. They're bringing Jason Aaron back. to yeah. King Conan, which I am looking forward to. And there was a bit of a teaser for King Conan. When he's with the wife and she's like enjoy the flowers before they wilt when the flowers are right in front well of again the,
1: again that art if that's the art that you're going to be getting is is definitely better yeah um and that artist is uh roberto della tora mm-hmm. you know again he's got that more detailed um uh, uh sketchy you know what i mean like, like it's a, it looks old school like it looks uh, classic um uh old school conan with you know the the, the finer detail. Yeah no,
0: I, I hear you man. You know like
1: uh the Corey's ones the, the the blacks like the when he uses the black for the shadow and all that it's too blocky.
0: Right. You know it's,
1: it's just like a block of black shadow. Yeah. Yeah um
0: That's whereas with bad.
1: like with the the, the 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 um the Larry Harmer one with um uh, Paul Davidson, and all that, the, the shadow is there, but the detail is not lost. The shadow is part of the detail.
0: Uh, I like it, man. So, yeah. Yeah,
1: I, 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 I'm, I'm interested to see the, 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 the King Conan, just from the, if that's the art. Yeah. If that's the art we're going to be getting, I'm like, okay, no, I might. I, I, might I be, think the I'm artist you're going to, go to get
0: is Muhammad Rizik, whatever his name is, the same guy who did uh, the regular Conan with Jason Aaron. I believe it's the same art team.
1: Uh, what's, what's the name?
0: I'll, I'll, you know what I'll do. I'll bring it up. I believe the same art team that did the original uh, Conan run with Jason Aaron. I believe him and the same artist are doing King Conan. I will just confirm that King Conan, Jason Aaron. And And let's see who King Conan is coming. Yeah. Muhammad Asra. Um, that's the art team. That's that's um that's coming out for to do King Conan, which I believe is a new six. I
1: do, you, how do you spell his last name.
0: Uh, uh is a- it Mohammed
1: L. Asra?
0: Mohammed M. A. H. M. U. D. No. Space A. S. R. A. R. They're doing the um King Conan, a six issue run on King Conan. So I don't know, and then and you know and, uh, and look, I'm looking forward to Jay Aaron's run. I mean, I, I must admit, I was just really enjoying Jim Zub's run. I <laughs> thought it was a return to classic. But uh, anyway, but they were the creative team with uh, Matt Wilson on the original one to twelve issues of of the Barbarian. Before Jim Zub, they they um.
1: Okay, I, I'll have to look into it because if it's not that artist, I'll have to have a check to see if I'm excited for it.
0: Yeah, well, he did twelve issues with Jay Aaron before, so. He was the. He, yeah, uh, I
1: didn't really read Jason Aaron's Conan. Okay. Run, so. all right,
0: all right. Um, well, that. So I'm giving it seven out of ten. What are you giving it, Rich?
1: Um, yeah, seven sounds uh sounds accurate for a um anthology book mm. with uh, what's it? Four different stories. There, I, think I think four. I yeah,
0: I think four. A- and I agree, Dance Slots was definitely the weakest. Um, you know, the the old Silent issue can really. Work well sometimes, but other times you're very reliant on your artist for a silent issue. And I thought the art was a bit too wacky for a Conan story. Almost,
1: you know. Well, not just that, but it also makes Conan look um lucky. Yeah, yeah. Like, like he, like he actually only got through of it just from dumb luck. Like he had no idea what was happening, what was going on. I guess some people might go, "Well, that's so awesome is," even though he's drunk. I was go, "Yeah," but it kind of makes him look stupid at the same time
0: yeah i mean yeah because even
1: the last panel is him holding that egg looking with his really stupid like huh look on his face like he literally has a fucking idea
0: the thing on? with conan is even though he's not the world's most naturally intelligent he is very cunning you know what i mean mm. so he's, he's not an idiot by any by any means conan um he, he sometimes plays the fool you know
1: and- yeah, yeah, yeah. As I said, it's not, I wasn't. Yeah, I wasn't a fan of that of the dance slot no. issue.
0: All right, now we're turning. And you to- know what?
1: I don't even. I don't even know if I can call that a dance slot because yeah. it's a silent issue. Yeah, like you're right, he yeah. must have just been like, "Fuck it, I don't have time." I'm just gonna tell the artist what I want and I'm going to make, I'm gonna do a silent issue because I don't, I'm not gonna get it written in time if I do dialogue at all. Yeah, so he's just like, do this, this hit, this point.
0: And you know sometimes I I'm imagine... too busy
1: on Twitter. I'll just give you a plot outline and you just draw the panels and we'll call it a silent issue. <laughs> I'm too busy on Twitter, like
0: Jesus Christ. <laughs> um, now we're turning to uh, prisoners of time, the second half which was the second half of, mm. the, of, the, of the books we've been doing, um, I will say I really, really enjoyed this. And I, I, I read from the sixth Doctor to the final one, and uh, I, I found I didn't pick the villain at all. Like the, When they announced the identity of the guy from the mm. original series, I remembered him, but I would have forgotten him. I thought it was a really good move. They tied it into the Eccleston Doctor, so he had more of a gripe against him. Um, i I felt that honestly, it was it was a fascinating exploration of each doctor, and I felt that in in the main, I felt they got the voices of the doctors in the separate issues. I I, I kind of wished that the final issue was better. Just when all the doctors are yes. together, all fighting. Yes, I know. agree. Yeah, it's just they're all fighting together, but it's just I don't know. There's just something like. I would have preferred they had more moments to shine themselves, um,
1: but so, you know, I, I'm gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna expand upon what you've just said there because sure. I literally feel exactly the same way. I was thoroughly enjoying each individual issue. Yep, and yes, when they revealed the uh, the villain, and it was the guy from the um uh, from the Eccleston one uh. that um. Uh, uh, I I don't want to spoil it for 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 anyone that does actually want to read it, but sure. it's it's someone it's someone from the Eccleston. So anyway, so um, now he does have more of a gripe with the eccleson But yes, you you are correct. Once we get to that final issue, I feel like it's still too centered around Matt Smith. Yeah, and um, and even uh, David Tennant, right?
2: Uh-huh.
1: Because I feel like. One, once you get to that last issue, the other doctors don't do anything, mm. right? So, all the other yeah. doctors they just they're there, but they're not really contributing totally right. in, right. in, in what's happening. And then the problem is, is that I feel like when you get to that guy's final moments and all that sort of stuff, that Eccleson is not the focus, the Eccleson doctor is not the focus yeah. of the. It's it's almost the Matt Smith guys talking to him uh. and saying, you know, you know, this. And it's like, no, 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 no. It's not your villain, mate. Yeah, exactly. It's technically Eccleston's villain. Eccleston should be the one giving the part in words or, or 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 saying something special at the end. There, not you. I get that you're the current Doctor, but that's the beauty of comic books. It doesn't have to be about you. Yes, you can give the Eccleston Doctor a little bit more of a, a moment since he only had the one season. Uh. But I just felt like that was. Yeah, I, I I really the mm, the eleven issues are so fucking good, mm. and then that just that last the last episode was just or issue was just a little bit disappointing. I mean, I'm still it kind of wraps up too quickly.
0: Yeah, I totally agree. I totally agree. Like it's really you know enjoyable, I mean? I, and then you get there and you're like, really this this didn't need to end. You know,
1: I feel like I feel like you you could have maybe done it, uh, maybe given it either one more issue or maybe done like fourteen issues. Yeah, uh, and, and you just have a little bit more happening at the end there where all the doctors have to overcome something. They all need to work together yeah. to overcome the thing at the end. But you need to spread that out over like two or three issues. Yeah. And then you still got to give, since it's, the, it's an Eccleson villain technically, I think you needed to give him the, the spotlight at the end.
0: Yeah, I totally agree, Rich. You, I'm on the
1: same uh, page. But geez, uh, but I tell you what, like, oh I still I still recommend this though. That the first eleven issues are oh, yeah. just yeah. perfect. It's like it's a snapshot of every doctor, and yes, they nail the doctor in every single issue. Yeah. Each nice. doctor feels like the right doctor. Yeah. They, it's, almost and like that's the, it's almost like they it's like they took the essence of each doctor and they somehow just put it on the page. Yeah. it's almost like those doctors wrote it themselves.
0: Yeah, it's it's crazy. Like it's, I totally agree. I was, as I was reading it, I was with my knowledge of Doctor Who's pretty strong, and I was ready to pull it apart if needed. Like I wasn't going to give it a positive review if it was crap. I was going to say it was crap. But they honestly get it. They get the interaction. It's obviously written by fans. You know, the, the 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 people writing it were fans of the series, and it comes through in in how they treat the the individual doctors and. I also liked how you, you had different villains turning up with different Doctors. So Peter Davison, for example, never faced the Sontarans, but it was great to see having a scene with the Sontarans. And, you know, the, the Dominators from Quark turned up in, in, a, in, a, in a, I think, the Matt Smith adventure. But different people were turning up, and the characterizations of the Doctors and the Companions were, were perfect. I, I really, really enjoyed it. Yes, I think it wrapped up too quickly, and I think I'm going to have to deduct a full point off the total score but I'm still giving it an 8 out of 10 because I, th- I think the, the lead-up was so strong that sometimes when you get to the final fight, it, it can be very anticlimactic in comic books, and I think here again it was, and that's just one of the problems with comic books sometimes.
1: So, yeah, w- what I'm going to do is I'm going to give it a 9, right? Okay. But the reason I'm giving it a 9 is because if that final issue had been better, it would have got a 10 out of 10. Wow. Okay, big call. Like it. Uh, because right right up until issue 11, this was a 10 out of 10.
0: Yeah.
1: Right? Oh. So, I mean, if I was going to score it out of 12, it would be 11 out of 12. Yeah. <laughs> Each issue gets a full a full mark, mm. except for the final issue. And so that final issue stopped this from being a 10 out of 10 for me. I'm still going to give it a 9 out of 10 because 11 out of 12 issues were fantastic. Yeah. Were perfect. 11 out of 12 you know what it's not bad i mean if you did 11 no. out of 12 i i still got to tip my hat for you to for keeping me like fully utterly happy and enjoyable and i loved reading it and those i was like oh i can't wait to read the next issue yeah I, and that's why after we read the first six i was like mate i'm happy to do this next week because i want to keep reading each issue uh. yeah no, it, I, it I, makes I totally me feel like i'm uh, participating in doctor who again Yeah, do you know what I mean? It's it's hitting that Doctor Who sort of itch. It's scratching Mm. that itch of this is how I feel when I when I watch Doctor Who. Yeah, you know, it was really giving me that vibe, and it just it just needed another issue or two. I think I just think I think you it was too much to ask that you wrap it up. Yeah, that you set up a story in eleven issues and then you wrap it up in one issue after that. Well, because what
0: happens then is you get the double page spreads with all the different Doctors, and all you can do is give them each one line of dialogue. And it's like, yeah. and, you know, it's kind of cheating. Like, it's, it it, it works well enough, but you, you, you're you shortchanging them. It should have been a two-parter finale. Um,
1: As it, I said, a 14, because you don't want to end on, I think, maybe an odd number's a bit weird, but 14 issues I think would have been perfect.
0: Yeah, I agree. I agree with you. Um, look, I'm still giving it an 8 out of 10. And you know what? Actually, I'll give it an 8.5, because I really did enjoy it. Um, and and I would and I would recommend it to Doctor Who fans and don't be put off by our comments. Like the fun is the journey with this one as well. The the
1: fun. No, is you will the you will still enjoy each individual issue on its own.
0: Yeah, definitely, definitely, totally agree. Um, it is a lot of fun. Um, and yeah, I mean, I I wish that all comics were were as good as those those first 11 really frankly i mean you know we'd be a lot better off. i
1: just we, i wish no no i don't need every character to be as good as this i just want people to put as much effort yeah as they put into this in in nailing the characters yeah in in actually researching and knowing the characters and writing the characters that the way they are supposed to be
0: Sure. but they don't
1: no they don't everyone just writes characters the way that they want them to be
0: yeah, and as a writer, uh, like I'm more forgiving of it than you, because different writers can have different spins. But you can't be too different. And I think when you're dealing with a TV property like this, people want the character that they know. You know, people. I don't. People don't want you know David Finn's version of Tom Baker. With if I'm going to bring in all this extra shit, they want Tom Baker.
1: Well, you know. You see, I, I. I... I understand what you're saying, and I I kind of agree. Like I I'm okay with the writer saying I'm going to put Superman in a situation he's not usually in, mm. but I still expect that Superman to react like Superman would.
0: Yeah, no, I hear, man. I'm I'm with you completely, frankly, on this one.
1: But no, this was this was actually lovely. I you know what I just I enjoyed that eleven issues just flew by.
0: Well, look, I'm, I'm, glad, I'm, I'm really glad that I picked something, Rich, that you were then happy enough to continue on with because, you know, it is, it is a challenge at times. I know, you and I are both Doctor Who fans. We, and look, in our heart of hearts, you, you, we all know that it's the classic Doctor Who that's my preference. You know what I mean? Like, I, enjoy, I, I do enjoy Matt Smith and David Tennant, but give me the classic any day. And this was a love letter to the classic. This really was a love letter to the classic. I also enjoyed reading at the end of each issue... They had a thing about the comics that were going on around the time of, of, of the those Doctors, um, mm-hmm. and and I, and I I found that was fascinating too. You know, to, to to read up about about all the stuff that was going on, you know, uh, off screen, in F, in, in off panel land. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, there was there was so much to like, and um, yeah, a really enjoyable, really enjoyable run, and 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 a real mm-hmm. sort of reminder of the strengths of Doctor Who. I've been I've been watching some of the old classic, um, I'm watching Invasion of Time at the moment, the Tom Baker story um, with the Sontarans. Nice. And the Sontarans then uh, ironically turned up in, in the issue of, um, or the episode uh, this week of Doctor Who. The Sontarans turned up again. So that was a
1: nice bit of happenstance. Um, mm. Yeah. See, it's, 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 it's really weird because I really love the, um, I love the stories of the classic Doctor Whos. Mm. But man, how good does Doctor Who, the modern Doctor Who, look when they have a budget?
0: Oh yeah, yeah, a lot a, a ton better. Yeah, of course.
1: You know what I mean? Oh man, I just wish I could get the classic Doctor Who's with the it's the budget of the the yeah, modern Doctor Who because you, you I do feel like the, sort of... I feel like the stories are generally better in the classics. Yeah, but to be fair, they were doing more long form um, uh, stories. It's almost like mini movies. Yeah. Um, because you know, uh, again, stories could go for three episodes, four episodes, five episodes, six, six episodes, yeah. depending on what the story was they were telling. So some of them were like mini movies. But, um, uh, and the, the the more modern one is a little bit more individual, but it does seem to have an overarching story a lot of the time. Yes. Uh, which which is a good good way to tell a story as well. But man, yeah, I love seeing the the um, the the Sultans when they were like um in the modern Doctor Who, where they had the better makeup and all that, I was like, man, they look really good. And in the uh, – oh, um, I remember the Rhino dudes. The Oh, I know the guys you um, mean. I'm not sure that their names, the, the, the police yeah. force, the, yeah. the galactic police force guys. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. Uh, they look really – like, I, I just love seeing – I love – because, again, you grow up with Doctor Who, and the budget's not super great. So you no. you're kind of using your imagination a bit as well. Definitely, definitely, definitely. Uh, but it was so nice when they redid it, and you just saw – you saw them how like you almost envision them in your mind, like with the better mm. uh, special effects and the makeup and all that sort of stuff. So, but no, I, I love the classic who's just for like, just that, that, that long form storytelling. Like you just feel like you're watching a movie. It's really oh, I
0: loved it. And, and I, and as a doctor who fan, I always forgave the kind of cheesy um, special effects because you know what, you, you, you sort of had to, and it was, it was all part of the fun. You know, like it was part of the fun. Was just like, yeah, it is but all I, a bit I, like homemade.
1: I think, like everyone else, I did lose interest in in the later Doctor Who's just because the budget was so low.
0: Yeah, no, I know, I know. Like it was. I mean, I, I've watched plenty of them, but like my preference, if I have to, is John Pertwee or Tom Baker. You know, very simple. Um, yeah,
1: yeah. For, I don't mind the um, I uh, I don't mind the other Baker either, Colin Baker. Um, Colin Baker. Um, yeah, he's wasn't he's wasn't bad, but after that, I think it just started getting a little bit. Yeah. Um, it, it just felt a bit cheaper and cheaper.
0: Yeah. No, I agree. I agree. And that was when it was ratings were declining, and I
1: don't yeah. know
0: they were str- they were struggling. Uh, Sylvester McCoy had a good last season, but his first season wasn't too strong. Um, mm. you know, and and the the series suffered, and you know, uh, the fate,
1: which is a shame because they did get good actors. Yeah. You know, and, and and technically the stories were were, were still kind of there. It just it just it just started looking so cheap.
0: Yeah, I know, I know. It was definitely a. Fun. But I will tell you
1: what, I, I just I really wish I had got more Eccleston. Oh, I just wanted another season or two. Yeah, he
0: was good. I I, really I, I agree. I agree. Christopher Eccleston was pretty good. I I recently got um the Blu-rays for all of. I've got the one for Eccleston, but I also got the Blu-rays for the complete Matt Smith, everything of his, and everything of of. Uh, David Tennant as well because I really like their runs. I think they're both fantastic. Um,
1: yeah, they were good, but if you notice, they were really, they were really copying Eccleson. Yeah, because uh, Eccleson kind of set the tone for the modern Doctor in that he is goofy uh. but then serious. Yeah, threatening. Do you know what I mean? Uh. Like, like Eccleson would he'd be all like, you know, the the smile and he'd be making fun of his ears. You know what I mean? Like uh. he was almost goofy, like you couldn't take him seriously. But then as soon as something was, like, serious, uh. he just switches and he gives you that stare. You know what I mean? He was and, intense. And he gives, he gives you that threat. Yeah, he was and intense. Look, and and you know what? Uh, Tennant and, and, and Smith did a fantastic job following him, but they did sort of copy the, the Eccleston, um, uh style of the Doctor. It was only when they got to uh, Capaldi that it actually kind of changed. No, oh, I hear you. a yeah. little bit because because the Capaldi one was a bit more serious all the time. In fact, he was serious all the time, and then he would have brief moments of goofiness. Yes, indeed,
0: yeah. I um, yeah, I I had mixed feelings about Capaldi. I think he's a very good actor, but I I wasn't I wasn't convinced with the material at times. Um, there was just something. That, it is it's yeah. a
1: it's he's he's, he's a, a, a peaks and troughs.
0: Yeah, yeah. Like I enjoyed some like of them the, a the, lot, but.
1: Yeah, yeah, it was. You'd be drawing it, and then it would just drop. Yeah, but then they would bring it back with another good one, like the the one where the um uh, the Cybermen mm.
0: are,
1: are, are taking over, and one of the Cybermen is actually um um his companion, uh,
0: wasn't it? His companion. Uh,
1: the 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 mate. What was it? The major.
0: The brigadier.
1: No brigadier. And one of them was actually the Brigadier because they, I think they were using corpses, right? Yeah, and and, and stuff for for like the Cybermen in the big attack. And then he's he saved his granddaughter. Uh. Remember, she, she she fell out the plane or something. And then the Cyberman gives him like a salute, and yeah. then he realizes. I was like, that was a really cool moment in the Capaldi uh. um, era. And he just you see the 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 respect that he had for the Brigadier, which was just such a nice like um, uh, connection to like the Pertwee, yeah. Yeah, um, the classic the Doctor, I, I really enjoyed it when they did stuff like that. Like, oh, that was when I was enjoying Doctor Who. Like, added the most was when they were, you know, they would give you those moments from the past. Or like, there's, you know, not, too many, there's not too many. There's not too many of them though. To, like, there's very few of them.
0: There's very few of those. You know?
1: Yeah, but that's why I enjoyed it when when it did happen. I don't think there's any of that in the current
0: Doctor. No, it's just like forget the past, fuck the past, burn um, it,
1: destroy it if you have to. Yeah, yeah,
0: yeah, exactly. Yeah, let it burn. Um, well, I think that's going to wrap us up. I'm, I'm pretty exhausted tonight, but I, I thank you, Richard, for coming on. It's been a great show. Um, I do want to thank the listeners uh, for supporting us, for supporting the show on Patreon. If you can, for little as $1 per month, um, patreon.com slash signal of doom. It's highly appreciated. Um, it all goes towards show running costs. Um, Rich, we've had another big one. We're members of the collective, obviously. You've got Inner Demons on there. You've got Into the Night. You've got our Sons of the Dragon, the Iron Fist podcast, and Connor's not happy at the moment about um, Danny Rand walking away. You've got Last Sons of Krypton. I'm um, not. I am your target demographic. Um, all sorts of capes and lunatics, all sorts of stuff on the collective that you could enjoy. Um, many, many shows, and, and you know we're proud. We're proud members. We fly the flag. Um, when, when Signal conquers a new land, you know I plant the Signal flag, but I plant a collective flag next to it. You know. I, I, I claim it in the name of Rich, obviously. In Ghana the right empire. now. empire. In Ghana right now. We're, we're, we're launching our new empire. Empire building.
1: That's, that's, that's fantastic. Well, well, welcome to the, what's it, Ghanaians? Or, so, Ga- is that Ghanies? it? Are they Ghanaians? Ghanaians, Ghanaians? I'm not sure. I don't know. i We need to find out who else listens to us. I, I, you know, re- Reach out if you're we've in got, some country I can tell we, you we've, we've got, we're, got we're Ukrainian know- listeners.
0: We don't know of. Ukrainian, Taiwan. Um, obviously, UK and US are big bastions of, of of our listener base, but yeah, no, we've got we've got them from all over. The Ukrainian women, <laughs> if there's any Ukrainian women out have there, have we broken
1: into that Tibetan market yet? <laughs> I don't know about Tibet, Mongolia, <laughs> Mong-
0: Mongolia. We've done some work. I can tell you, in Mongolia. That's we've, close enough. That's, yeah.
1: that's that's close enough.
0: Fair enough. Well, look. On that note, I want to say thank you and good night.
1: Good night.